we intend to offend, we will offend. And if you have a delicate sensibility, click the X button in the corner, or if you're on a Mac, the red button in the left corner. Monty, welcome to the show of offending people. Well, um, it never happened and I make shit up. Uh, so, just yeah, uh, for the last couple of weeks, everyone that has asked for a reading, uh, apparently you're all from Scotland, from Hurley in Scotland. Uh, and you all live the same lives. It's very metaphysical, where because we're all one, <coughs> and I can't read the Acacia records. I didn't even have a card. Welcome, 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 welcome to another adventure into reality. I am once again joined by my comedical, comical co-hosts, Bruce McDonald's and the infamous Montasaurus Dean Rex. Hi, Andrew. Hello. How's it going? Good. Thank you. Montasaurus, how's it with you? He's coming. What's going on? Monty. There we go. I was I, I was not given permission. <laughs> and I'm having that. Ah. There we go. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is a comedy show. So that person that has already raised their hand that was wanting to have a session, you will not have a session today. Oh, this is can. a comedy show. <laughs> if you, you do a want a session, it will come from Monty. He will do <laughs> your reading for you. If you have a serious stick up your ass so far out up your ass that it's coming out your mouth, this is not the show for you. Hit the red X on the right side of the screen or the red circle on the left side of the screen if you're on Mac or Windows. To remind you all, we are not 24-7, 365 funny. And for those of you like, you're not funny all the time, do you ever do a two-hour radio show? No, you haven't. Yeah. So all them bitches and haters that are out there, hate is going to hate and we're going to hate you back. <laughs> and, and that's just an added level of comedy because that makes us laugh. You're not funny, like oh no, you didn't. Oh yeah, I don't think that. And also, I'm broadcasting live from Cell Block F here on Prison Island, and apparently it's it's uh, Nazi Germany week. So um, if I slip into a German accent, I like to apologize to all the Deutschlanders that are watching. All the comet Nazis that are out there, fuck off. <laughs> I, I am in a particularly testy mood today. What's a what's a comet Nazi? Comment. Oh, comment. The that go the ones that go into the comments and just fucking troll for people. Oh, okay. You're not comment. funny. I don't like you. Why aren't you doing serious stuff? Why aren't you talking about baby raping lizard wizards? Why aren't you giving me an update? <laughs> what's my fucking purpose? Yeah, I like that. You're not funny. Why aren't you serious? Well, what the fuck are we then? If we're not exactly. funny, we're not serious. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure. Some of those comments, I'm like, it's like they, they, they intend to attack. But as soon as you question them, I wasn't attacking you. Bullshit. You were. Yeah. Troll. I'm not uh, a troll. Me, 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 me. I hate you. I'm never going to listen to you again. Good. Goodbye. You, you said that last week. <laughs> exactly you said that last week it's like it's, i don't know five six months ago when i had that weird facebook page where i wasn't attacking trump <laughs> and everybody <laughs> jumped on the bandwagon thing of attacking trump oh my god right. that was that was like 300 comments deep yeah and for you uh for you uh troll commenters who are saying that you're not uh you're not trolling you know at least the taliban isn't passive aggressive 
Right. They're aggressive, aggressive. Yeah, they're, they're not Canadian about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Monty. In the first five minutes, Monty, really? Yes. Oh, and for someone's every, offended. For, for everyone that's in that's in the audience right now, we have to count the number of times Bruce says A like a Canadian in a show. Hey. 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 That's, hey. That's, hey. We don't count, we don't count that just yet, because it's gotta be natural. Over the last three or four weeks, Bruce has dropped two A's. And normally he doesn't do it. <laughs> so everyone, pay attention to Bruce. You know, yes, and, uh, and if you don't like it, um, you can always move to Melbourne. So you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of the telephone, a, a, I, I shared that. I um, someone shared that, and I've, I've been sharing it a lot. It's a Taliban uh, or Taliban? Is it ban or bon? Um, and one's English, one's American. Anyway, the Taliban. Uh, a press conference. It's just the, the the guy saying, "Look, as I said before, if you don't like it, you can move to you can move to Melbourne and live there." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you don't like it, we'll still bomb you over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're changing <laughs> Choose the where name. you want to be bombed. Choose we're, where we're you cha- want to be bombed. <laughs> we're changing the name of the city to Hellborn, so that that's that's a good move forward. Uh, you know, twelve stages of despotism, Monty. You so need Anna, to get on top cannot, of this. You- Anna, you can't count my OKs, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You're not allowed to. Yeah? (laughs) I'm banning you from counting my OKs, okay? Okay. 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 Yeah. So what's been going on in the last two weeks? Not much? I don't know. That whole breakdown in that, what is that country? Um, We were in a war for 20 years. West Taiwan? No. Azerbaijan is it? Is it Azerbaijan? I know there's mountains. <laughs> no, I think it's Luxembourg. There's mountains. It's, it, mountains. Luxem- it's definitely Luxembourg. And unless they're faking those photos, there's mountains and there's beards. There's a lot of beards and man dresses. Some people call them robes, but I'm I call them man dresses. So oh, you there's mean- mountains, beards, and man dresses. The hell is the name of that country again? Oh, mountains, that was all beards, the- and man dresses. Where is uh, it again? And they're full of sand. Is that Italy? Is that Rome? No, yeah, Switzerland, because, you know, I mean, there's the, the great Swiss Army knife, but I like the idea of the Swiss Navy, where it's two guys in a boat in a lake telling people to stay away from the edge of the, <laughs> on the shore, stay away from this puddle, go away. But also, yeah, some people in the US military would refer to that country you're uh, talking about. It's the one full of sand Nigerians. Yeah. So I think we're talking about um, the graveyard of empires here, you know, Afghanistan, which mm-hmm. seems to be where graveyard seems of empires. to be Isn't where Canada. Where, there's never been an empire in Canada. British Empire, the British Empire. Oh, yeah. Well, the British Empire is still there. <laughs> boy, Said the Canadian in Costa Rica. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah. So what's going on in that that hilly country with the furry people in the man dresses? What's going on there? I heard, okay, this, I, look, this is unverified, but I'm hearing really good things. I'm hearing really I heard, good I things. I heard Facebook Marketplace is doing great, and they're selling guns and weapons and grenades now. Yeah, Skydiving is very popular. Unfortunately, you can only do it once. Yes, yeah, skydiving without a parachute. Mm. The uniqueness Has- of... Of, of this moment in which we can seize the moment and shake your serious energies and make fun of Afghanistan. You know, it's like 9-11 jokes. When's too early? 
<laughs> well, see, nine eleven. Um, some people, it's still too uh, early, but now it, it, it's kind of a joke because um, teenagers aren't aware of nine eleven because it's so it's in the past, man. It's but like with so Afghanistan, yeah. Uh, with Afghanistan, uh, I'm, I think there's a, a bit of glee from us because it's like, something happened. <laughs> um, and it feels like there's been that shift because, um, as I said on the show yesterday, Joe Biden has finally brought the country together. I mean, it's at the hatred of him from what he's done. Now, there, there's something actually going around. Thank you for that. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, that apparently is the people are saying that's fake. Like that stage, that video. It's not. It's real. Well, even CNN if it had is, it, CNN had it live. How could it be fake? Well, <laughs> even if that little <laughs> video is fake, where it's just all men and it's a green screen, like it, it doesn't take away from all the other footage of people falling off and you know <laughs> the the tele yeah because the Taliban. <laughs> Did you just see the New Zealand government said, "I hope the Taliban." can actually treat women with respect now. Okay. <laughs> so I find that no. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> As they're now counting Monty's, I find it interesting lines. <laughs> and my okays. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is why we have this regular Friday comedical audience that is ready to let go of baby raping lizard wizards for just an hour and a half to two hours. I know it's tough. I know, I know it's tough. <laughs> They've been such a good friend to you over the conspiracy <clears throat> years. They helped you get past, you know, you know, just all the stuff that was going on. They well, occupied um, your Facebook page. <laughs> in about four hours, there should be some uh, anti-lockdown protests kicking off in Australia. So it'd be um, fun to watch if it actually makes it into the mainstream media. It's not internationally it's not going to there's still there's still mass mass uh protests in france and italy and uh england and nothing's making it anywhere mm. uh one of the organizers like it's been put forward that sydney may have up to seventy five thousand people turn out for australia wow. that's a lot because yeah, <laughs> yeah. now for for um uh scale there's 28 million people that live here uh, in Australia. So you've got the size of the United States, but the population of Los Angeles. Right. Four, three, two, <laughs> one. Let that Eight. process. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There's other countries. <laughs> Why wasn't I told about these things? Exactly. Why was well? You you are not an informed person, Monty. You don't watch enough mainstream news. I'm from the how future. Can you, how can you conform if you don't watch the news? I um, hang out with my mom and stepdad. They watch the news, and I watch them. Oh, they conform for you. Yeah. So even yeah. you're an even even a lazy conformist. Mm-hmm. You're the last maybe. to conform. Yeah. So <laughs> I have to answer that by saying maybe. <laughs> Yes, you find it interesting, maybe. <laughs> Interestingly, maybe. Maybe interestingly. <laughs> and mm. For those playing at home, following the conversation, uh, using maths diagrams, we're circling. We call it roundabouting. Yes, beating bush. 
<laughs> senior or junior? Junior. <laughs> well, uh, you know, that's not a challenge. <laughs> that's, that... <laughs> well, imagine if you had somebody like Bush follow up Trump. It'd be better than Biden. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. Go back to so Bush too had a lot of calves, a lot of really really bad ones. I mean, he he brought low level intelligence to the presidency the first time in a long time. Is that because uh, the, the the MK Ultra really messed it? Like, because he was simply this is going to be a reason he he was I, successful to a certain point, and then he became president, and it's like um, something's missing. Like well, he was you know, never what successful. It was the cocaine. Yeah. Oh, it's the cocaine. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was, that was the, my he, next question. It's probably the heavy use of cocaine. Yeah, he was every company he was on, he bankrupted. You know, they oh, gave okay. him so yeah. many opportunities to run. They started him out with small oil companies. In fact, yeah, he, he bankrupted, bankrupted everything. Everything. Uh, yeah. I just figured out what happened. Sam Rockwell is such a brilliant actor that I thought George Bush Jr. was um, coherent and intelligent. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. There was Thank you. Stunning. That's a really good one. Done. If you remember the movie Dick. Dick, yeah, Vice. Vice was yeah. it? Vice, it was not called Dick. Vi- yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it called was, Vice. Yeah. yeah, Vice President. Um, yeah, I think the it was, only I think... Vice President in history who shot someone in the face, and a few days later, the person he shot in the face apologized for walking in front of the gun, mm-hmm. and apologized for being shot by the pre- Vice President. And the, the Clintons were like, how, 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 does he, how do we learn this power? Exactly. How do we learn this power? Jeez. <laughs> Lord Cheney, come teach us. Let us, let us be your, your student. Uh, it's, it's been announced today that uh, another secure, uh, uh, security detail of the Clintons has committed suicide. And in their note, they've apologized to the Clintons. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah i'm wondering with the uh, the afghanistan why has it been the the graveyard of empires because i can think of going back about 150 the years the mountains yeah, let me fi- let me finish this is a call to set up mr interrupt the fuck out like they uh, they say now um it's the 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 minerals in the mountains but that doesn't make sense in queen victoria times they you know they Unless they knew something. Oh, um, Queen Victoria, we're going to Afghanistan. Uh, is it the lithium? No. <laughs> I'm sure there's something else. It's just fascinating why that country is so popular and everyone that enters it gets the shit kicked out of them and, and then they get thrown out because apparently some guys in sheets can continually beat the highest level of civilization at the time. Yeah, because it's always an attrition endurance war. I mean, you're fighting battles at 13, 14, and 15,000 feet. That's where the towns are at, inside the mountains. Okay. <laughs> and if you've never fought at 13,000 feet, it sucks. Okay. Can't breathe. <laughs> exactly. Can't breathe. Okay. Not to mention you have all the underground chambers that are there and the UFOs that are there and et cetera, et cetera. Even when Alexander invaded, he had to use his UFOs that were defending him against the UFOs there. And finally, like, fuck it, we're going around him. <laughs> hey. See, this is why Alexander the Great was great. Intelligent. Exactly. <laughs> just like, yeah, maybe not. And I think that whole story of they got to India and were beaten back by monkeys. 
that's a cover story. Clearly, that's a cover story. Like something else happens, like, yeah, I will just go home now. So, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, if you are listening on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or anywhere else and want to be a part of the conversation, you need to be in the Zoom room. Robert's going to put up some information for all of you here to share to your social media systems and engines and, and stuff so that people could come and join us here in the Zoom room. The meeting ID is there. The numbers to dial in. Yes, you can dial in direct from your phone. All right, gentlemen, let's pull up our comedy socks, tie out, tie out a drink or two, and let's get into something funny. Okay. Cricket. Uh, cricket. 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 Um, <laughs> oh, it's Christmas already. <laughs> there is a bit of a comedy absence in the world now. It's like a comedy tooth abscess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only comedians no are laughing. No funny out. today. They want yeah. baby raping lizard wizards. That's what it is. Well, I mean, Bind's been funny where uh, apparently now if anyone does a crime of any sort, you can say, oh, come on, that was two, three days ago. <laughs> Did you see that? Two, three days ago, and, in, 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 you know, it's, it's centuries in media world. And, and for Biden as well. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> he's been, in, the, he's been uh, in the Senate. He's been in Congress for 170 years. The, the Taliban has an official Twitter account that has not been banned. <laughs> What does that tell you about double standards? Oh, but apparently the Taliban follow the rules of Twitter, unlike Donald oh, Trump. Yeah. And okay. so, yeah, it's like the Twitter defending themselves. Like, yeah, you, you just, you're digging a hole. <laughs> like, yeah. Dig upstream. Yeah, dig upstream. Exactly. Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> don't, don't say anything incendiary on Twitter. We need it. So Santo is saying someone start a Spork Twitter account. It's probably already done. Yeah. Isn't there a Spork in Toy Story 4? I don't know. I didn't see it. And it's like, did someone want to get fired from the Disney Corporation? Well, I, we need a new character to sell toys. Well, what about if we get a Spork and put a googly eye on it? <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> You're hired. Welcome to be vice president of marketing. <laughs> Uh, that's that's the fun part where everyone's going a bit nutty and um, the I'm right, you're wrong uh, aspect. As, you know, I'm sure all of us have had this experience where we put we put forward of, like, you know, in, in, in the book that you both wrote, uh, everything is possible, nothing is real, and then people say, no, it's not. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for Carolyn, I'm sure the spork is popular on Tinder. It's a vibrating spork. Okay. And it's got those two little spork points, those points, in case you need to pierce something. Huh. Oh, yeah. And, and you've got about a month and a half to enjoy OnlyFans as well. Yes. OnlyFans is disappearing. And oh, Bruce didn't know yeah. what it was until yesterday. <laughs> He's lost yeah. out in an entire dream world. His feet has dreamed up for him. Well, yeah. allegedly, uh, you, the, the users, so like the three of us, if we go into um, OnlyFans, we can't post pornography and video and photos, but creators can if it fits into the OnlyFans um, structure. 
But still, I mean, it's like you know, the investors of OnlyFans. You know what? Let's let's stop getting eighty percent of our um, in uh, revenue that in a pandemic where there's a possible economic collapse because reasons. Well, they're trying to do a uh, what is it? Um, uh, IPO, and they want to legitimize themselves. And just like Craigslist, as soon as as soon as he's gone, they're gonna go somewhere else. Somebody else yeah. will create something else. Yeah. Something will fill the vacuum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll be like the church of porn <laughs> with a <laughs> big cross on it <laughs> instead of Jesus hanging. <laughs> it'll be a BDSM situation <laughs> <laughs> with a priest and a kid. Forgive them, Daddy, for they know what they do. <laughs> oh, no forgiveness for them. They are going to burn in the gates of hell. Which does exist, because when it was invented in the 12th century, everyone believes it, and because the way things work on this planet, they've created a hellscape which you can visit, if you believe it, though. So in Michigan, there's a town called Hell. And whatever it freezes over, the Hell Michigan newspaper says Hell froze has froze over again. Yeah, the the the, the level of comedy in the newspapers industry is really low. Yes. The, the puns and the like. Oh. <laughs> well, that's damn journalism schools. All they teach them how to do is sell their souls to the corporate media. Yeah. No? So yeah, I, I like this like this whole idea of creating your own reality or going back to your own reality. That's the other thing I've got to keep remembering is that we're we're not learning to become gods. We're remembering we are gods, if we can use that language. Oh, we have some serious people in the chat room. Ignore, click, turn it <laughs> off chat room. They want baby raping lizard wizards. Tough luck. No baby raping lizard wizards. But we're killing the planet. It's like the planet's fine. If we were killing the planet, the the, the planet would do something about it and move on. It would let you know. (laughs) Yeah. There'll be a couple of You would get the email. You would get the email or be added to the to the to the to the group chat and WhatsApp. I'm gonna put it out there. Gaia may write a note on the whiteboard on your fridge. Yeah. What what would Gaia's note on the on your fridge be? Fucking stop it! <laughs> if Gaia's your housemate, dear Monty, fucking stop it! Stop eating! Stop eating all of my cornflakes! Yeah. Oh. The tubs are labeled for a reason, you mm-hmm. bastard! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you did you watch that too, Monty? That uh, Kellogg video. The Kellogg. I, I didn't send it. Did you, I didn't did send you, it to him. Oh my no. God, I sent that to about a, a dozen people. I could not believe what I was watching there. Yeah, that guy's a, a guy psychotic. I do have a, oh I've written a little bit of a little bit for stand up about um, uh, Kellogg's because um, cornflakes was invented to stop masturbation. Yep. Now, I've, I don't know if anyone's used yeah. cornflakes to masturbate with, it works. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all that chafing. Ah, yeah, just the, the, the screaming and the scratching. and yeah. But coconut oil really cleans that up later. And strangely enough, helps out with the masturbation. And exactly. makes it for a much more enjoyable experience. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the cycle of life. <laughs> As the cornflakes turn. <laughs> like cornflakes through a straw. <laughs> so are the days of our lives. Well, you can stop cornflakes through a straw if they've been soaked enough. Well, yeah, or yeah. pulverized. Where I, have, dust. I have done it. I have done ah. it. <laughs> Confessions of the Galactic Historian. <laughs> yeah. It is. So, but what I found really interesting about the documentary was, you know, where inventions come from. Like, never in your wildest imagination would you consider, like, somebody that nutty um, would, would, would have been the creator of um, Kellogg's Cornflakes. Well, actually, the Cornflake guy was the same one. That was the brother. Um, but they, they, yeah. Yeah. But Robert, uh, actually, what is this? What is this, Robert? You can't make any memes. What's going on? <laughs> They're going out of context within 30 seconds of you guys talking about something. <laughs> ah. uh, we're channel surfing the conversation again. <laughs> yeah. No, right now I'm looking for anything on cornflakes, though, and I have come across several things on masturbation and cornflakes. It looks like a painful process, but it probably works. Yeah, it, uh, it yeah, does stop. Yeah. Oh, if anyone in the chat room, has, other than Monty, has masturbated with cornflakes, um, don't call in. <laughs> <laughs> don't call yeah. in. Yeah, we'll leave that till after the awakening. Yeah, there's, there's some stuff that you put on the shelf and you'll learn about later. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the lead singer from Corn for a bit. And I'm <laughs> like, no, that's not Jonathan Davis. Okay. Uh, yeah, Corn's like R for masturbate. No, to stop masturbation. Yeah, that's why is it. Anyway, moving on. Monty, do you add milk to your cornflakes? In what context? To eat it. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, this is cut, just dirty. Instead of cornflakes, it's cornflakes. Instead of cunnilingus. That's 30. When mastication has begun, I do like my flakes a bit moist. Yes, I use milk. But I haven't I, had cornflakes in years. I, I use corn. I don't eat cornflakes. I don't think I've had cornflakes since I was like a little kid. I never liked them. I thought they were disgusting. Yeah, I never liked them either. They didn't have a whole lot of flavor. There wasn't much to them. I mean, if I had, yeah. but yeah, when I was growing up, my mom was, did you guys ever hear this Red River cereal? It's like bird seed and um, no. Red River cereal. Yeah. And, um, and then a lot of porridge. I mean, just a lot of oatmeal, right? Which I think is probably the best cereal for you. But well, you um, do spend. You, you're in winter nine months of the year, so porridge would work because yeah. you heat that up. So yeah, oh, it was a brilliant breakfast growing up, man. Porridge, a little banana, maybe some strawberries, maple syrup. I I, I don't I don't think they've made it, but you know, you, the, you, there's Fruit Loops, there's Fruit Loops, and then they've got giant Fruit Loops. I'm just waiting till when you actually just buy one Fruit Loop, which is about twelve inches across. Yeah. So we have somebody in the chat room who's asking, what is porridge? Porridge is oatmeal. It's Richard. a fantastic comedy from the 1970s from BBC. Richard Dickens. Please, sir, <laughs> may I have some more? Oh, sweet, or sweet the gruel. Three, the three little bears. 
porridge. Yeah. Yeah. Goldilocks. Goldilocks. But what is porridge made out of? I think that's the question. I know it's it's warmed up slop. Okay. Oatmeal. It's it's oatmeal. It's ground differently. It's not pure oatmeal. It's ground a little thinner. That's it. No. Oh, and um, yeah, the, the, a lot of uh, Commonwealth countries have it because of uh, the, the Britishness of it. And it's basically to have a warm breakfast when it's cold. Mm-hmm. That's in the, in pure the, carbohydrates. In, yeah. In the, in yeah. the winter, yeah. Yeah, start your day. And day. it is a great comedy show from the 70s with uh, Ronnie Barker and um, Kate Beckinsale's father. Yeah. This, this won't save your life, but you may win um, Trivial Pursuit from knowing that. If you remember who Kate Beckinsale is. Uh, I am having who, trouble with what? my headset. It is like fucking not working. Hold on a second. Da, 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 I think da, it is time for a new headset. Da, da, I think my inner da, da, thing da, da, here. There we go. Broke. Robert has sent me on a deep search here for this. Kellogg video. I'll find it. <laughs> so I, I think Andrew is um, leveling up in the physical because you know some other things have broken. So that that's how I justify buying new shit and well, skipping over the fact. Heads, I've, I've had this headset since 2016. Well, so yeah, that that's so last phase oh, you of got reality. Your money's worth. You got your money's worth. Yeah, I mean, come on. I, I did share a meme, uh, which I found again. It's, been, it's popped up occasionally, but it's a photo of a fridge from 1985, and it, they're still working today. It's basically, I'll outlive your family. I, I am eternal. I am um, time itself. And a lot of people have commented underneath. It's like, yeah, I have a fridge like that. <laughs> because back then, they built stuff that you could Last. be buried in instead of now where it's only 20 months or something like that. But I just like that. It's like the it just it was a perfect meme. Um, I will last all your family members and all you love. I am eternal. I am time itself, and it's just a an orange fridge. My my crazy aunt Tula, um, before she passed on, she she had so she's crazy. But anyway, she was a hairdresser for like sixty five years, something crazy like that. But when we went to go help out with her house and stuff like that, she had a refrigerator from 1954 still running mm. and the yeah. last time somebody replaced the compressor on it was in the like the mid 90s and it was like 2005 or 6 that when she actually finds finally passed on but we were decided what to do with it so my uncle took it and it's still running at his house now yeah <laughs> still yeah, running those, still those running bridges yeah yeah that's yeah. the problem that see they don't think of the economic problems that are caused by that because it's growth, 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 sell, sell, sell. You can't have a car from the 1950s and still drive around in it now because yeah. you, you'll Expl- be popular. Ex- explain yeah, to me, Monty. Le- it's not legally safe either. <laughs> Ex- explain to me how you're going to create a sustainable economy by continuing to produce disposable products. Oh, um, I don't know. Um, getting rid of the central bank came to mind. I'm, I'm out. I have ideas. I, I'm not sure. All I need it. is a. T- I need. I need a Nikola Tesla uh, energy device and a replicator from Star Trek, and I'm fine. A replicator. Hmm. 
I'm not from sure Star Trek, real. not from Stargate. Now, mm-hmm. I'm splitting hairs. Now, a replicator in Star Trek, good. A replicator in Stargate, bad. Bad, exactly. So yeah. in, in, in Gene Roddenberry's universe, the food replicator is when world peace was created, right? No, the food replicator is something they got from the Vulcans after they had already achieved Warp 3 or 2. Ah. And that's the movie um, First Contact because yeah. uh, Earth was pretty shit. And then a, a, a drunk scientist uh, achieved warp drive, mm-hmm. and uh, he went across the solar system in like ha- in, in a half a minute or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the warp signature of that ship was um, detected by a Vulcan, and the the Vulcans turned up. Mm-hmm. And the first okay. thing they made was was repl- replicated was porridge. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're, you're or, joking, right? Or, I, no. Are you? Are you pulling my leg? I'm pulling your leg, eh? <laughs> eh? I didn't say. I didn't say that. I did I know not you didn't. say that. I know you didn't. Typecast. Typecast. Monty's yeah, the, dis- a, Monty's the descendant. He's the descendant of criminals. Pick on him. He's like the shame. Shame oh. of the Commonwealth, right there, Australia. <laughs> I'm sorry. My ancestors immigrated. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah, who went we, to Australia? Guy, guys, guys like Papillon, who got out of the worst prisons in the world. That's who they sent to Australia. <laughs> and I don't mean that watered-down Charlie Hunnam version either. I mean like Steve McQueen. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Someone said, that's a great film, and I watched it. It was like, uh, I uh, guess. Uh, okay. <laughs> why, why would you remake a film that was originally cast with Dustin Hoffman and Steve McQueen? I mean, I, like, why would you even do that? And then, and, out of ideas. Yeah. yeah. Have you been to Hollywood lately? Have you been there exactly? Yeah. They're kind of out no. of ideas. That's why this yeah. whole MCU yeah. took over. Yeah. 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 And that's dying slowly as well because it's like, oh, another superhero film. Bloody hell. I, I did enjoy. Have you seen the remake of Robocop? No. When did it come out? 2016? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, it's got Michael Keaton and Samuel L. Jackson. But to be fair, Samuel is in everything. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it, it was, it was a good on twist. Snakes on a plane, Monty. Yeah. Snakes yeah. on a plane. Snakes, <laughs> exactly. snakes in a chat room. And that's quite, that that for a fun film, Snakes on a Plane <laughs> is enjoyable. Now, so have, you seen not obviously, Shark, have you seen Sharknado? I've heard of Sharknado and the four sequels. And oh, I think they're on Sharknado 5. I have watched all the Sharknados. Um, it was a challenge, let me tell you. It was a challenge. And was someone trying you, to get fired when they came I, up with that idea? I, I definitely no. They made it like as a as a spoof of snakes on a plane. Anyways, hmm. th- there's many times where I have the window open. Oh, let me just add another window. Let me look at YouTube as I'm listening in the background. No, I'm gonna watch this movie. Switch off YouTube. Oh, this thing is awful, miserable. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't the concept there's a, a tornado and it's full of sharks? Is that the premise? Yes. Yeah. But the right. sharks the sharks fly in air and they can live mm. outside of water too. Mm. Wow. Mm. And apparently, I mean, I seriously doubt that that tornado is salt water too. Not to be a, a uh, continuity <laughs> yeah. editor. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. It yeah. Is, is, is hundreds of tornadoes hit the ocean and suck the sharks out of the water and then they land on the cities. Uh, yeah, someone actually thought about this to make sure. Well, it's going to be kind of feasible. 
So here's something I've always wondered. Did Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert like each other in real life? No, they hated each other. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. I'm just, just seeing whether my perception is honed correctly there. You know, I thought maybe it was an act or something, but uh, yeah, they, uh, they did not like each other. Sharknado. No, I never heard of it. I didn't know there were four of them. That's really kind of unbelievable. But I did just watch a movie with a shark that walks around. Suicide uh, Squad 2. That was pretty, it was a good shark character. No, no. Yeah. yeah um, do you know who's voiced the that shark? I do not, Monty. Sylvester Stallone. Really? Oh, that's right. Yep. That's right. That's right. I remember the clones. Stallone's the shark. I yep. just saw that movie yeah. the other day. Yeah. 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 I, I, people think it was a riotous comedy. I'm like, okay. It was formulaic. I actually yeah. was sitting there going, do I laugh at this joke? I knew it was coming. Oh, wait, that was kind of funny. The first one, I busted out laughing four or five times. And this one was like, am I just being a cranky old man? No, no, well, no, no, no. I'm not being a cranky old man here. This is formulaic. <laughs> this is really well, it, formulaic. It is James Gunn. Is it James right. Gunn? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting no, no, no. That, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not James Gunn. It's Tahaki or something like that. And there were 15 directors on the movie. When you look at the credits, okay. Well, James Gunn. Directors. Wow, yeah. Yeah. James Gunn wrote it, and apparently he's been um, put out that he uh, directed it as well. Apparently, it's his baby. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's his name. I'm, wasn't I'm, even I, well, go go argue with the uh, marketing team from uh, um, DC. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, just, it up. I'm checking the internet right now. But my my point is because apparently, if you if you tell racist jokes, you're a racist. But if you tell pedophilia jokes, you're a successful Hollywood director. And that's James Gunn. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, he's just really disturbed. Like he actually got cancelled and then got brought back. And he's, uh, I think they finished filming Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, and he's moved in, yeah, he's moved from Marvel to DC, which is interesting. Uh, because um, JJ Abrams is in doing DC as well, and uh, basically, more franchises are going to be destroyed. Mind you, yes. with DC, not that hard. It's uh, it's a tough time for storytellers, you know, it, re- it really is, you know, and a-, a lot of the reasons for that are explained in um, in the Galactic Historian. Because for story, you need a very, very solid definition and belief in time. There has to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. Story is really karma auditing. It's basically the human race observing what they, what we, and you know, our um, our best interpretation of what karma is. You know, you look at all of Shakespeare's plays, and they all pivot off decisions. You know, it, it, there's always a pivotal decision. It's you know, and so. Now, as we get into this, you know, higher consciousness, the awakening the contribution of Western yoga, quantum physics. I call it Western yoga, Yo- yoga with calculus, not by, and no stretching required, <laughs> but uh, there's uh, it's a real tough time to tell a story now. I mean, people are lost. You know, I, I, I think there's still a lot of space for good, simple, moral storytelling. I'm thinking of something like uh, Billy Bob Thornton's opener sling blade, which I think is a bona fide masterpiece, you know, um, but um, yeah, so we're just kind of lost now. I am I the only one experiencing what I would call uh, CGI toxicity? Like I thought it was amazing when it first came out. You know, oh my God, look what they were able to do with the Lord of the Rings. Now, 
my God, if I see one more CGI scene, I just I think we're going to vomit. It's just everything is CGI now. You yeah, know, they've been switching to that for a while. Yeah, yeah. there are some um, filmmakers that love to do everything um, practical effects in camera. And uh, La- uh, Labyrinth is a, a good example. Um, the first three Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtle ones, anything with um, Jim Henson, uh, yeah. like, which is the best? Yoda's in four or no? Yoda's in five of uh, the six Star Wars movies because I still can't accept the uh, Disney Star Wars movies. That's my own problem. Which is the best Yoda? Uh, well, the original. Yeah, from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that's so- a hand puppet. That's with Frank Oz actually doing it um, live. Um, the Phantom Menace was CGI, and you could tell it was a bit shit. And then um, the next couple of films, they went back to the puppet, but things had changed and blah, blah, blah. So, oh, yeah, The Dark Crystal was um, like in 86. That's only 90 minutes long. That's what I'm finding interesting is watching films that are 90 minutes long. It's like um, you get used to um, t- episodic television and... <laughs> The story is all there. You don't need to sort of expand it. You don't need to make another 11 episodes afterwards or anything else like that. But it's interesting to see how storytelling. Now, uh, apparently, um, the prequel to The Dark Crystal, I can't remember what it was called, that was made really well. But unfortunately, they um, cancelled it because it was highly expensive. So I have to admit when I'm wrong. Um, So James Gunn is on it. And I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now, and he, they still had the 15 directors on it. Every people that all got directing credits for it. Yeah, well, that's the thing about Hollywood now. Everything's by committee. Yeah. Um, I think Picard, they're making season two, but it's about Q, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. So Q's oh, coming it's gonna back. Be a, it's going to be a Q, a Q tard. No, wow. not that Q. Is that I a don't Picard? know. But, a Picard well, is going to be a Q tard. Yeah, Picard. Cutard, Libtard. Now, uh, but they had up to 28 producers on the Picard season one. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yes. That's why we paused. I'm sorry, but yeah, I went out for five seconds after that. Sorry about that, Monty. I was just going to say, I just wanted to throw in there real quickly. I think, uh, you know, given the scope of the Q character from the original uh, Star Trek Next Generation, I think it's fair to say he died in a plane crash in Breaking Bad. They can't bring him back. <laughs> no, you're mixing your uh No, 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 no. Timelines no. If that character was real, he's real in everything he ever appears in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the character became bigger than the actor. That was the part of the role. He knew it when he signed on. There's consequences to this method acting, Monty. Uh, yeah, well, fair enough, yeah. What I find amusing... Um, what if the new Marvel's uh, thing where um, one thing changes the whole timeline and people are complaining about the late, the second episode, which is um, instead of Peter, what's his name, who becomes Star-Lord, it's T'Challa from Wakanda who becomes Star-Lord. And so you just change that and the whole story molds around uh, it. But people are like, oh, they've ruined the, the canon and respect and everything. It's like, do these people understand how a multiverse works? It's a different timeline. It hasn't undone anything. Uh, it's just people like to be um, nitpicky and there's that back. Is, does everyone still feel that background tension of, well, this is shit <laughs> in reality? 
that global the, the global narrative is um, running out of steam? The global narrative right now has global narrative subway shops everywhere serving shit sandwiches. Buy one, get one free. And the conformists are lining up for their shit sandwich. Well, yeah, because yeah, we, yesterday we, we didn't talk about Afghanistan and that would lead us to the Inner Earth Report because Afghanistan, like Biden making this decision, as I said, has brought the country together because there's uh, a lot of, I don't think any, there are people saying, no, Biden, they're blaming, they pulled out the Orange Man bad card because <laughs> there's one theory that um, Donald Trump set up this booby trap for Biden about Afghanistan. That's as bad as face-off. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You've got QAnon and then you have Blue Anon. That's a Blue Anon conspiracy. Exactly. Blue Anon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's been around. It's like, oh, my God, the whole thing. um, That's why they had that eight-foot fence around um, Washington because the Trumpers are going to riot. Uh, in the last five years, technically, there's only been one MAGA riot, and that was on the 6th of January. But <laughs> Portland's still on fire. So yeah, oh, slight hypocrisy there. Exactly, slight hypocrisy there. Just just, just a hint of, yeah, uh, like the, the Taliban, uh, they're um, mostly peaceful. They're chanting death to America, but mostly peaceful. Yeah, but they do that all the time. It's like rappers using the N-word. <laughs> yeah, we own this death now. Death to America! Death to America! Death to America! Bitches, blunts, forties, hoes, <laughs> big beards, you've and no ju- pork. They no pork. You've, you've just uh, attempted a revolution and a coup, and you've taken over the country. What are you going to do now? Uh, we are going to Disneyland. Yes, Muslim Disneyland, Mecca. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Mecca. Buy a T-shirt. And my wife can. My wife will come. Just this once. Oh, I got the Yonzies. Where's my coffee? Well, Shit, I left it outside. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> You're having a great day, aren't you? I uh, yeah, just just one of those weirdo days. Yeah. Well, interesting, interesting things are happening. Energy energetically, like uh, we're out of the Lionsgate, and like even normies. And I say that respectfully. Even normies are going. Does some? Does it feel different to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it fucking so is. So you were you were asking about an inner earth report, and yeah. because we have such a unique audience here in the Zoom room with us, many of who have spent dozens of Fridays with us over the years, over the last year and five months or four months, we've been doing this. Who remembers my inner earth stuff? And what have you learned from it? I'm setting you up for something here. <laughs> so people like Santo and Shale and Caroline and JS Heck and all those that are here all the time, you guys are going to go down to your little chat room. Patty, you too. Okay. I uh, see so you know, uh, before the uh, inner earth, uh, you haven't done the Lionsgate. I know you repeated yeah, I a show from pro- I didn't promise nothing. And if you go back to that show. <laughs> you, kicked the, you kicked the can down the road. That's right. I did. <laughs> I kicked that can down the road far. <laughs> I said I might if I felt good enough. If my audience is like, you know, 
please give us an inner earth report. What are the baby raping lizard wizards doing? No, I think it was just, yeah, you know, what the, mind you, with the, the, um, the fallout from Lionsgate, it would be connected to, like, for us, Af- Afghanistan is like I, the, the latest big thing because mm-hmm. you can, a lot of people are excited. We can get to talk about something now because it's not the same fucking loop over and over again. Uh, there's been well, COVID deaths and there's so, cases and uh, vaccines are bad. This, uh, <laughs> I, I have, I have a, a unique metaphor for you. So when we last left our, our narrative, uh, the, the lizard CEO and the lizard COO were replaced and the lizard CFO financial officer is still there. But what's going now is a extended process of sexual harassment at the inner earth level. Where they, were not, they were not promoting women. They were uh. not, they were firing people without cause protecting the operations what lizards do okay and <laughs> so now there's it, <laughs> a an attempt to unionize the corporation Ooh, and the so, lizards are going no you can't unionize this <laughs> so at the corporate yeah. and board level they're dealing with the fallout of all of the abusive the abusive things the lizards dealt out onto just the corporations not the human beings wow that's like a postmodern moment there. Yes. You know, hashtag uh, hollow earth me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As above, as above, so below. And um, if now is inner earth above or below us? Below. Or is that a, is that a question that you have to meditate on? <laughs> it's below us. Yeah. And it's within us, but, but that's, that's another thing. Now yeah, no, that's yeah. the metaphor, but it isn't just about women. It's, Literally, they were only promoting lizards, hmm. okay, or other people, other lizardist lizard, more people that shared the lizard morals. Oh, so so it's like the the British Parliament where everyone's yes. just from one fucking school. Now, yes. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Now the fallout inside the corporation is really bad. You you having people that are trying to unionize, and <laughs> what happens when you have a loose harvesting system that unionizes? All of the harvesters are going to want a union too, you know, loose harvesting groups, you know, union for uh, union house, four, two, four. Okay. <laughs> the loose transporters. And the next thing, you know, the unions are going to ruin everything. Uh, just represent all representatives of the unions will have uh, New Jersey or New York accents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> right. And then My work is. What do you hear about that thing? Yeah. Do you do you hey, do you, do you have that thing? Because I gotta go up to office and uh, talk to the guys. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. So now the next part of the inner earth up- update is so you have the context, the setup. The board's really upset. They're 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 gonna hire an earth law firm that does u- specializes in union busting. Oh, Same gee. one Amazon uses. <laughs> Yeah, say what Amazon's using. What is it? Um, uh, cheat him, and how do we cheat him? And do we cheat him? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so they're gonna hire, they're gonna hire a special anti union, anti union law firm for the board. Now, on the other side, there's the investors who are not on the board level, and the investors who are not on the board level are sending their letters to the board that they want the board replaced. They're threatening all sorts of 
otherworldly actions if something's not done at the board level and to shake up the management itself, the, the higher level management and to start removing the golden parachute system. So remember when the, the, the haters on Wall Street, the no one should have a golden parachute. If you bankrupt a company, you should lose everything. Well, mm -hmm. that's starting to take place in the hollow earth now that mm -hmm. there will be no golden parachute past, present or future. <laughs> so we're not too big to fail then. <laughs> right. We're not too big to fail. Exactly. And this is beginning wow. to have long, long reaching effects on, on just about everything that's going in, in hollow earth. It's, it's gotten the lazy hollow earthers off their couches. Yeah. I'm just, what, what, what's the um, ramifications off world then? Well, if they unionize, that means the unions are going to make deals with the off-worlders. Yeah. Okay. The, the whole lizard's house of cards are going to come tumbling down. Yeah. And so the investors, are they, do they still, do they own the planet? Yeah. I'm just going with the basic, you know, someone own, there's an owner of the farm. Obviously, um, this just looks like a comedy of errors. And I'm sure someone's going to go, uh stop that <laughs> technically the corporation owns the farm yeah but who owns the corporation the investors right the people that were a part of it from the beginning but technically under spiritual corporate law they don't own anything <laughs> okay yeah wait where are the caretaker for the corporation yeah we're the we're stewards the blind. Yeah. exactly it's, a, it's <laughs> in a trust yeah yeah <laughs> now what we have here is some of the, 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 the effects that we're going to feel is uh, the surface apparatus of control. You're going to have various non-board non members try to seize control of the surface apparatus. So we're going we're gonna to see people that are going to come in and try to literally hijack the surface. The, the Southern ones are going to try to do a corporate takeover of the services. Oh. They'll have another corporation from another world with other investors who are going to come here and try to try to take apart what the lizards got here. Yeah, that the sounds like Galactic Gordon, Galactic Gordon Gecko. <laughs> so, yeah, we may be bought out by Microsoft. <laughs> you know, that's sort of thing. there's another Microsoft, Galactic Microsoft of, that has Lush and uh well so you've got a better product than me so we'll just buy you and absorb you into our <laughs> macrosoft that's what it'll be called the the galactic version of it i like that macrosoft <laughs> well it's the micro and the macro yeah macro so i like that a lot <laughs> so macrosoft so what's mac's other name hey uh mick crap Crapple, <laughs> Mick, Me, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're from, yeah, they're either Irish or Scottish. <laughs> Mick, Mick, Mac, Microsoft, Microsoft. <laughs> so, um, um, so why would there be another takeover? I mean, why can't we just self-govern and end all of this farming and all of this stuff? Why can't we just capitalize on Who's this we? moment? The human race, the surface dwellers. Who's we, sucker? <laughs> what do you mean, we? So whenever, the, whenever we have the people go, who are they? We have to ask, who are we? Well, we, us, man. We're not unified. We're not dealing with We're not in shared reality. 
there's a whole different bubble out there that doesn't want to let go of the addiction here. Yeah. 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 How do you convince a Trumper? It's, it's not baby raping lizard wizards. The Trump isn't Jesus. Or vice versa, the purple haired leftists who think that, that they're perfect beings, but in fact are just as bad and tyrannical. Yeah, well, they believe Trump is the uh, incarnation of evil on a yes. galactic level. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, because he, he likes to help people. Not all the time, but, you know, he helps yeah, himself, I, but he's people. I had a little Trump thought this week, you know. I haven't thought about him in quite a while. And, you know, all things considered, I'm glad I supported him. Really, at the end of the day, he had he had me when he said he wasn't going to sign the Trans-Pacific Partnership and the Paris Accord. And he fulfilled those for four years. Joe Biden signed them his first day in office, but right. Trump kept his promise to be bad. I got no beef with the guy. <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've stated as well, like, uh, people think I defend Trump. It's like, no, I'm attacking the other side because they're worse. <laughs> However, uh, yeah, uh, would I vote for Donald Trump? Who's he going up against? Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. Hey, Trump, four more years. But if it was someone else, not so much. It's like, you know, he's not going to save humanity. Uh, I think someone told him that he's going to save humanity and that explains how he's been dealing with stuff. <laughs> magnificent. I am magnificent. Uh, uh, really huge, really big. Um, the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, Robert, yeah, I, but do you Robert, think he would come back? No, he's too old now. I mean, well, then again, looking at what Biden's, the state Biden's in, I'm not sure what matters anymore. Um, um, but I, I, I think it's just stupid. And um, I think we now have a problem, a major problem with the Republican Party, because if if the Trump movement fails in the Republican Party. They'll keep some version of it alive, Republican patriotism, right? But um, what's going to happen is I think that the, uh, here's my, my guess or my hypothesis, is that the um, elements of, of what we'll call the, um, you know, really corrupt government will take that party over again. And mm. it'll, be, it'll be become even worse than Biden and uh, Hillary. Just like just like when the Tea Party got taken yeah. over by the by the Republicans again. Well, that's yeah. it's what I funny in the last three four years, um, people in charge suck, but there's no opposition. Like here in Australia, uh, you know, why do the Liberals keep getting voted in? Because there's no fucking opposition. There's no not even illusion of um, choice. What's it like in um, Canada? Uh, it's slightly different now because um, Castro's fucking nuts. Yeah, uh, but you, but you it, know what I mean. Like, yeah, there is an opposition, but they're just sitting there going, "Well, we'll let them be really bad and hope people." You know, the the Biden Trump thing. It's the oh, it's not Trump. Yeah, that that sort of element. Yeah, yeah. Well, in Canada now, we have a real. You know, I don't know how to say this. I mean, it's, they they say you shouldn't say anything unless it's true, necessary, and kind. But I mean, this is the every other Friday comedy show. Canadians mm. are really fucking stupid and it's not really stupidity. I mean, like you'll find good scientists and some good musicians and some good writers, but um, it's a really apathetic culture. Like apathy is the defining characteristic of Canadian culture. Okay. Oh, I thought it was a strain, Monty, but... Have you noticed that about Bruce apathy? 
No, I'm too lazy and apathetic myself. Okay, but <laughs> so you in, you are but, challenging the apathetic levels. Yeah, yeah I'm so, I'm a non. What I'm Canadians are apathetic? Uh, okay. I'm a non. I'm a non-normative Canadian, right? And I've lived. <laughs> I live two years in Southeast Asia, three years in the United States, seven years in Central America. You know, I, I've spent time, a lot of time, a fair, a fair amount of time in India. I've been all over the world, right? I'm, I'm, I'm living my own metaculture now. I'm a culture of one. This is what happens when you live in other countries and you start to absorb things. But look, I, you will always be anchored to and connected to at some level to your birth culture. And so, you know, I follow Canadian politics just like old Portuguese guys in Canada watch European soccer and get a special satellite service for it. <laughs> so, um, but can Canadians are just, I, the, the apathy, apathy seems to be cracking a little bit now. And I'm wondering what's going to happen when it does crack. If you're going to have like one of those rage explosions, like you see in Chinese in, in China, right? Because harmony is so big in Chinese society and population is so dense and everybody is so civil. And, you know, people are extremely tolerant of a lot of things, but when they lose it, they completely lose it. Like mm -hmm. a street vendor will grab two meat cleavers and chase you for a block. I've seen it with my own eyes. And he's just in a, in a psychotic rage. And so I wonder what's going to happen when the ap apathy pops in Canada. And, and the apathy is just, we don't question authority. Mm -hmm. You know, and you got to look at the history of Canada, right? We've never really had to defend ourselves. The United States, we're sitting on one of the largest resource bases in the world. We couldn't defend for five minutes if we weren't the friendly northern neighbor of the United States. I mean, already we're getting all kinds of outrageous statements being said about the Arctic. I mean, up until some time ago, nobody questioned the fact that the, um, uh, the Arctic was uh, Canadian property. It wasn't, you know, maybe not written down, but tacitly understood by everybody. Well, not last 15 years, no, man. I mean, the Russians went in there with a MIDI sub and put a flag on the bottom of the Arctic. The Chinese have said openly in, 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 in Beijing now, in their parliament, in whatever you call that CPC government, Politburo, whatever you call it. Circle that, check. Yeah, they dispute, they dispute any ownership or claim to sovereignty over the Arctic. And this is, of course, is because Northwest Passage is open, which is, is going to become the most dominant shipping route in the world. It's going to make the Panama Canal obsolete, right? So it's all heating up. We can't do anything about it. We're at the, our, our lowest point ever between American and Canadian relations. The other one, you know what the other one was? When Idiot's father was in, Pierre Trudeau. I mean, the, the, the CIA was monitoring Pierre Trudeau all the time and hated that fucking guy. Who's this commie just north of us? What the fuck is going on? Did nobody send the memo to a Canadian fax machine? And, uh, and, that, and Do they now even we have fax machines in Canada? No way. Eh? Ah, there we go. Eh? <laughs> it was you not natural. Eh? I did that on purpose. That was not I know, natural. I know you. I know you ate on on purpose. Yeah. So uh, this is this is this is the predicament. You know, it, it's it's. Um, I'd be interesting <laughs> to see some. Come on. Um, I would be interested to see some statistics on um, percentages of vaccinated people. Um, per capita on nation by nation. I'll bet you Canada's at the very, very top of the list. Right. You're a bunch of conformists. Now I, Santo mm. had put something in the chat room and his about his apathy. He wants to call out the, the Aussie apathy. So um, Robert, bring on Santo. As Santo is running to his phone right now. Wait, oh no, Santo, they're calling on me. Come to your phone. 
Actually, there's a band uh, that uh, was from Melbourne uh, called This Is Serious Mum, or they abbreviated their name to TISM, and now all the young people say TISM instead of autism. It just ruined my... The search engine's really bad. They have a song. One of their famous songs is I'm I'm Interested in Apathy. Santo, are you there? Yeah, feeling a bit apathetic this morning. You sound a bit off mic too. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. Barely. You sound like you're 20 feet away from your phone. Yeah, we hear you. Well, I got my head almost in the bloody computer. It's it, it's a, it's a bad computer I'm using. Sorry, guys. So. I don't know what it sounds like. It sounds like your your microphones your microphone settings are off. Anyways, so you wanted to call out the Aussie apathy. Please call out the Aussie apathy. Well, it's part of the culture, you know. So you you virtually got a cancel culture that's missing the actual point that needs to be cancelled, but the apathy is kind of distracting them to focus on other things but we love apathy down here because we have a saying she'll be right mate so we're just sitting around that's uh, uh that's not really apathetic you know, it, it can be used apathetically yeah so I, and i and, and i have to point out to, to to use the phrase love apathy is the most incredible oxymoron i've ever heard in my life yeah i mean yeah, well, well that's yeah. the paradox yeah. Apathy is the absence of fashion and love is the height of fashion. So um, well done, sir. Well done. It's like a Chinese professional ping pong game talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, so, it, but- it aptly des- describes the mood. It's very aptly, everything that's being said and the way it's being said very aptly describes the moment we seem to be living in. A mixture yeah. of apathy and the odd bit of excitement that has no real uh, ability to focus in terms of its direction and where to apply it. And so we then just fall back into apathy. Okay. Well, so I think it also, it, it's very similar. Uh, if I can, I'll bring in uh, my example from Pink Floyd. Because Australia started out as a very British colony, so you've got that the the Commonwealth background, uh, but we're multicultural as well. So it's the apathy is not a, across the board, but uh, basically, uh, when Pink Floyd were fighting on tour, uh, Nick Mason Marzen Mason, the, the drummer basically said it got it got that bad. We nearly said something. So that's the English version of it. And then you move that, you take that and put it into a really hot country where it's too hot to do anything. And that's basically Australian apathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we, so that's, uh, stiff I upper lip politeness, hot. but it's fucking hot. <laughs> I, think, I think somebody has to, at this point, ask the question out loud. Is this really apathy or is the Western world in clinical shock? Have we just been hit with so much bullshit albeit digitally through the news, through um, all of all of these um, non-literal expressions of what's going on around us. But I think a kind of dislocation, a cognitive dissonance has occurred due, due to an overload of negative data. 
I mean, if this was a real world event, like a car accident, we'd call it shock. But I don't think shock applies here. But it's something like no, shock. It, it does. It's yeah, not it's apathy. So, you can't. No. There's no way you could be fully cognizant of what's really going on in this world right now and be apathetic to it. So they're not cognizant of yeah, it. Therefore, they don't brilliant. even have the option to. Yeah. Very stimulating. Very stimulating. What's the difference, Bruce, between what you're describing as apathy and just deer in headlights? You know, just kind of that zombie frozen. Uh, now, whether it's due to shock or, or is it just lack of uh, the individual's discipline and focus to just get on A with mixture. If, if, if I can add, as well as like. Uh, the whole pandemic lockdown aspect that tapped into the primal fear of death. And I think if you start there, everything you're saying makes sense because it's not shock. Um, it's not apathy. Uh, Cause there are people that st- um, have fallen for the programming plus 18 months of just propaganda from the media and the government. There are people like, Oh no, we get the vaccines. We'll save grandma. I'm doing the right thing. Humanity could be saved. Everyone that doesn't want to do that is a complete moron and doesn't ask, you know, there's that lack of conversation. So if you go back to the start of it, the primal fear of death, does that, does that help? Does, for me, it does, but. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's a little bit esoteric in the sense that so much information is already out there. Are we going to wait and stand in a big circle and play spin the bottle to figure out who does what move first? in the we categories, it's becoming quite bizarre that we have so much information now that is able to be kind of practically massaged in some form to some form of we momentum solution. But somehow the spell seems to be so powerful that even those with that momentum are finding it difficult. They can't even move like a friggin' tortoise. So what the hell is going on? Because they're weighed weighed down because they're weighed down with ideologies that are no longer have value in the modern world. Ideology and is one of those things that people can use as a self-destructive tool. Yeah. And ideologies can create apathy too. Okay. The whole idea that you know the the United States is split between Trump and anti-Trump. Well. Then there's the people that are in between who don't identify it and who are apathetic to the Trumpers and non-Trumpers. And those numbers are growing gigantic where apathy is the better choice right now. It isn't the lesser of two evils. It's I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. In, in, as an example is um, if I, I'm talking to myself right now, if um, say Disney or Lucasfilm creates something and I don't like it, the best thing is to apply apathy and not give it any energy. Because if I went on online and whinged about it, you know, any publicity is good publicity. And uh, they've metric in to their plans. Uh, we should get some outrage from people here because they don't like it. So we know we're doing it good, blah, blah. But if you just withdraw, it's the same thing. You vote with your wallet. If you don't pay money, if you don't buy the product, eventually it will go away. And it's just, it's that's that level You're using apathy for uh, a good, a positive instead of a negative. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Monty. But I, I just feel that that suits your style because, man, if I was a hermit in the um, in that sense, I'd be like, yeah, I can handle this. But if you feel edgy 
just, you know, uh, in terms of not being able to do certain things, how long do you wait? So if they announce uh, your mate, um, Mr. Dan there, says, uh, Monty, it's going to be 2024 before you can leave yourself. What the hell do you do? Well, actually, I, I can apply that. In, I can apply that into a real-world situation. There is a rumor that lockdown will be extended till next year, and like I've had conversations with Andrew about this, about false synchronicities and and doing all that. But that's pushing me to actually go out and join the crowd because another four months of doing the same thing and it's not working. It's like, yeah, I, I understand. There, there's a how did you describe it yesterday, Andrew? Tipping point? Is that the right way of critical, saying it? Critical mass t- tipping point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because this something has to happen because even like technically the government has to make a step forward as well. We're at, something has to happen because it cannot continue on. We can't stay in pause because of atrophy, if I can right. say and that's that why way. Nothing, that's why when I say nothing is happening is the best thing to happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I'm, kicking, I'm thinking... Yeah. I'm, I think ahead, I'm finally sir. seeing that. I'm, I think I'm finally seeing that statement in its full value now, Andrew. I understand it. I mean, I understood mm-hmm. it about seventy percent when I first heard it, but now I'm getting near a hundred. Right, because I've been saying it since 2012. Nothing is happening tomorrow or the day after. Yeah, no one's going to come down and save you until you do it for yourself. No revaluation of currency. It's all lies, and nothing yeah. is happening. Is the best thing that could possibly happen right now. Yeah, we're really okay. going to just run out of gas, have to get out of the car, and walk. <laughs> And it comes or down just, to perspective or as just well. Sit, or just sit there and complain and yell at the car. Yeah. Like most boomers. Yeah, but you, you, know, you know what I find, Andrew? That works, you know, for an individual and, and works in this context and this kind of forum, this discussion. What I'm finding, you know, being uh, a bit of an old fart, is my adult kids and I've got eight grandkids and they're suddenly seeing things that they just didn't see. And it creates this absolute kind of um, unsettled state for them, which I understand. So to go from uh, being happy in the kind of matrix way of saying things to, oh my God, it's broken, to, oh my God, I can see options. Oh my God, I'm stressed now because I don't know what to do on deer in headlights. And you've got three kids to feed and a mortgage and all that sort of stuff. Like two of my kids are in healthcare and they're evaluating how they deal with that in terms of their careers. So there's a lot going on at the level of practicality for people that have, are just starting to wake up that have that kind of um, entanglement, you could say, with uh, big cities or, you know, careers or whatever. Or, you know, have families, you know, um, and, and they're, they're concerned about this, you know, I don't know how you turn that into a comedic kind of reflection, but, you know, one of my... Well, well, kids, I, I, I'll tell I you this. I'll tell, tell you this right off the top. You have just taken the title from Monty. You, Santos, are now the most serious man in comedy. <laughs> exactly, the most serious Bust man in comedy. <laughs> Hey, 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 well, yeah, once well, you get free well, will, it was their choice. Right. Like, I'm sure we shared this information. That's the interesting thing, like, uh, for myself, 16 years from uh, watching a documentary going, hang on, something's wrong, and getting to this level, a lot of people are going through five years, six years of um, going down a rabbit hole in a nanosecond. And so they're doing warp speed. 
and people like us are there to help them out psychology you know, as a as a counselor it's like it's okay um don't go down that rabbit hole go down this rabbit hole have you have you heard of the galactic historian he's got a great book that will help you as well hey monty monty deal with this one for me then uh put your shoe uh, put yourself in the shoes of my you know daughter or her partner and their five-year-old kid comes home from school and says uh, he's a, a little boy. He says, "Mummy, can I be a girl? How can I be a girl? How, how would you deal with that? You know, through, 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 comedy, through comedy, through comedy, teach through comedy. Let get him to laugh about it. Okay, to find out and inquire where that came from and yeah, what that like. really means through comedy. Don't be serious about it. Make him laugh. Tell jokes about it. Okay." Yeah. Because like I mean yeah, but isn't isn't gender and um a social yeah and sex social construct? So I mean he can be a girl uh, obviously via it, but you know tomorrow he could be want to be a fire engine, or the day before you you know he yeah I mean making decisions like that. See this is my issue with the whole um, transgender. So go through puberty first, then make a choice. But it, it's it's uh, it's political. Became political, and they're using the McDonald's marketing system. Get them while they're young. But yeah, you use comedy, make them giggle, and so like you just uh, point out, well, yeah. You know, I mean, have you noticed how tomboys have disappeared because of transgenderism? And all a tomboy lesbians. was is, yeah, they became lesbians. Yeah, and, yeah, and of course lesbians. now lesbians, yeah, a gay lesbian. What? There's a straight lesbian. Oh, that's me. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're called turfs because they won't um, be with uh, transgender women because they have penises. And the, every level, there's division. <laughs> it's yeah. like really, yeah. And really, there it's just a decision between plastic or skin because they're still using the phallic. Oh yeah, I know. Don't really. bring in logic. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> insane. It's just insane. again. We'll go back to that money line that Andrew had 10 minutes ago about, you know, the toxicity of ideology, how dangerous it can be. It's extremely dangerous, right? Not just Marxism, all ideology. It's arsenic for the mind in a lot of ways. Not not that you can't engage them and enrich yourself from studying some of these ideologies, but some people, like everything, some people become zealots in religion. Some people become zealots in ideology. So Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I just had a thought, like, you know, uh, I want to be a girl. How can I be a girl? Well, why stop there? You could be a deity. <laughs> just go, yeah, go yeah, skip to see, the end. <laughs> yeah. But you're right, Monty, but the problem is, I, I agree, you know, um, comedy, whatever, laughter dissipates, the, can potentially dissipate the most dense, density, uh, dense energy. But the, uh, the ability to do it in a way that works these days can be quite difficult because sometimes you can feel very relaxed and come up with what you think is a brilliant one-liner and you get shot down. And you think, man, where's my audience? You know, what happened? Why all the seriousness <laughs> yeah. around this life? You know, it's so... Um, it, it, the timing of how to interface now seems to need a PhD in discernment before you get out of bed. Yeah, because even my cat has a go at me when I try to be funny with him now. You know, he just kind of scratches <laughs> me for no reason. I'm like, it's a joke. Yeah, well, that's yeah, it's a cosmic joke. Uh, the prime creator writes the best jokes. 
and I, I <laughs> that that judgment meeting after I die is going to be very interesting. <laughs> you fucking what? <laughs> I am just a reflection. Oh fuck off. <laughs> Is that Australian apathy? Like, yeah, whatever. Oh, so I'm the center of my universe. Fucking great. That's not apathetic. That's actually an attack. <laughs> See, a real line, you just turn your head, whatever. Oh, so, well, yeah, I'm being Generation that's, X. That's, mid, yeah. that's, that's North Coast where I'm at. Because <laughs> I'm on the North Coast. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, big Union's beat. right there. Yeah, Babylon Beast uh, released. Uh, I'm going to probably get it wrong, but apparently, um, someone's uh, suing reality. Uh, yeah, com- uh, comedians are suing reality because it's very hard to actually do parody and satire at the moment. <laughs> Got to sue the joke police. <coughs> no, it's basically reality's funnier. <laughs> you know, life is uh, something than fiction. So, Straight, the oh, truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah, because um, fiction has to make sense. I think that's a Mark Twain quote. I like this Mark Twain. He's he's an interesting chap. Yeah, but you know what's interesting is that sometimes these you, you know you're talking about whatever it is these uh, doctrines or whatever belief systems and whatnot that hold us back. But depending on the culture, you can see whether it's Jewish or I know my Sicilian uh, background. The language cannot be replicated because of the specific humour they were able to build during those periods of cultural trauma or whatever trauma they suffered. And it was the survival through those periods with humour and the survival of that style that is unique. And it's very, very difficult to translate. But when you understand that it kind of percolated and was able to originate in a particular form of almost suffering, which sounds weird. So then you ask the almost uh, philosophical question of um, where suffering fit in with the ability to laugh at life? Or can you just laugh and go, dodge a bullet, didn't suffer one bit? Well, when you remember that there's no such thing as death. Yeah, but you look at it, Monty, how many stand-up comedians actually have experiences of real-life kind of suffering trauma that they mask incredibly well on stage? Is is there a relationship between suffering and the ability to really laugh at life? Yes, there is. And unfortunately, that's the comedy industry that uses traumatized comedy as an advancement of those individual comedians. Tears yeah. of a clown. Yeah, tears of the clown. Yeah. Exactly. And and also you can broad spectrum. Apparently, um, you can only make advancements through trauma on the oh. earth. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Not everything exactly. has to be. It doesn't have to be traumatic. I you would know someone in your life in yeah the, in in your lifetime you would have probably met someone or, or yeah even briefly that have that perfect life. And when I say perfect life, they have challenges because that makes it perfect. But they're not on uh, psych, uh, psychotropic drugs or anything else like that. Uh, they, they seem to be ha- oh, they're happy. They're genuinely happy, and they're living their life to the fullest, whatever framework it is. And um, it's it, as a reflection, it's like there's an element of jealousy and anger, but then you realize, well, no, it can be done on this planet. You don't have to be 
um, assaulted by a priest at the age of three to become the greatest comic on the world. Um, you can see how it can be. Uh, it's more, it, it's it's feasible because they use comedy to um, transmute it. Um, however, uh, Andrew, help me out here. Uh, Jim Carrey, like if, a comic that hasn't had any fucking trauma at all, but they're one of the greats. I think Jim Carrey is probably uh, one of them. Um, yeah. he, um, his dad Steve, was really funny. Yeah, Steve, Steve Martin. Uh, Steve Martin. There's a bunch of them yeah. that are out there. Yeah, can't yeah. say Bill Cosby anymore. No, no, well, <laughs> no. That's see, that's afterwards. Like, um, I don't know Bill's earlier life and what he went through. Prior, on the other hand, um, uh, I think he he basically went to the social edge and tackled stuff. Now, clearly, while he was a comic, he went through a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I set myself on fire and ran down Hollywood Boulevard, and I made material out of it. I made a movie out of that. Uh, but there is a lot of comedians uh, that actually, it's just, it's not a hard and fast rule where, um, you know, uh, everyone, you have to be sad and depressed. Even um, uh, Mike Wilmot, the Canadian. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he is grumpy or not, but the persona on stage, it, it's an act on stage. And I remember him saying, like, it's great to be here. I'm from Canada. It's snow and French people. It's great to be here. <laughs> so it's, he, yeah. yeah. He, he could have done I'm so 100%, much more. 100%, 100% with you, Monty, in that what they're saying. And, uh, and I agree. Don't have to be a stand-up comedian. Don't have to be a professional at all. And it's quite interesting because I have friends, they, they just call, I have this nickname, they call me Lucky Cavallaro because it's kind of like, oh, you can't be happy because it's just luck. You know? So in other words, this sort of controlled way of creating happiness is funny in and of itself. So to be able to spontaneously go, yeah, don't have too much or whatever, but I'm happy. Uh, no, you're lucky. Which is interesting that people are yeah, so well, to quote, to uh, quote, feeling. Um, to quote Obi-Wan Kenobi, in my experience, have there's no such thing as luck. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, it's, a, it's from a movie, but that, I mean, there is a, there's, there's an element of a luck. But if you look at spiritually, it's like, is it luck or did you make the right decision in the womb to set you up in that scenario to have your conscious lower self to make a choice that does look like it was lucky exactly you know whichever way you want to look at it you can make fun and you can make it funny and you can call it a synchronicity you can call it luck but the bottom line is if you're happy you're happy and if you can have a laugh you can have a laugh put whatever spin you want on it but people don't seem to appreciate that simplicity these days they want to bring it down because there's all this um, serious stuff going on. How can you be so flippant? Yeah. So it's very oh, yeah. interesting no, that's, time. Yeah. It's their, that's their issue, though. Like, why, why are you always joking? Well, if life is a small, is a collection of small moments, I want to be laughing instead of being in pain and, and fear. All right, Santo, thanks for yeah. calling in. So, this is the time I, I, where, I, I, yeah, where I pass on to Monty and to Bruce to encourage people to raise their hand. 
because you know what I'll do. I'll insult those mofo cunts. Yeah. <laughs> well, now see, like, um, because Santo was, uh, we brought uh, Santo on because he wanted to share an idea. Uh, it, it, we can talk to you nicely. Uh, so yeah, raise your hands. Uh, chat, chat. You've got uh, two Commonwealth. What's the collective of Commonwealth? Last, last time you got like five. Last time, yeah, you yeah, like but like, yeah, but Canadian. You Canada and Canada. Yes, that's Canada. How do you say Canadian in Commonwealth? Canadian. Canada. Oh fuck, Jesus! No, you dumb. I, I, I'm a writer. I use words. There's the Commonwealth. Yeah, Canada, yeah. Canadian, Commonwealth, Commonwealth, Commonwealth. Oh, 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 oh. Um, no, no, no. To be fair, I, I, me speak bad. Me, uh, communication. Member of the Commonwealth. Me. There, there, oh, yeah, there, yeah. there oh, is yeah. no way to create the word you're trying to create there. Oh, yeah. They are commoners in the oh, yeah, commonwealth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the American with the ego steps in. How fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> we left the we left the uh, the uh, the British Empire that we have to pay each year. Wasn't that what the 1812 war was about? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Now we have three raised hands, yo. Okay. You are in charge, Monty. You run oh, the callers. Right. All right, everyone, donate to Wafer Thin Entertainment right now, and then we'll continue with the show. Um. All right, uh, Robert, spin up the triangle of callers and see who wins the golden ticket to our chocolate factory. <laughs> Rainbow, you're the first person tonight with the guys. Hello, Rainbow. Hello. Hi. How where what what part of the flat earth are you calling from? Yes, that's a joke. I'm calling from Toronto. Whoa! Oh, Canuck. <laughs> yeah. I, I I went to uh I went to Ryerson. Awesome. Yeah. Can you come a little closer to your vice? You sound like you're underwater 50 feet away. <laughs> How's this? Is this better? No, that's even worse. Not really. Uh I'm on a phone. Uh, are you on speaker? Are you on the speakerphone? I think so, but when I held it right to Yeah, get off the speakerphone. Hmm. Or uh, plug a headset in, because right now it's really, really, really hard to hear you. Yeah. Nice room echo though. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I don't know. I've never used this app in this way before. It sounds like you're covering the speaker's microphone with your hand. I, I'm totally not. Oh, wait. Uh is that any better? Oh, there oh yes. We go. Yes. I don't know what happened. Okay. There we go. Mm -hmm. Well, it's 2021. Perfect. Nothing works. So who knows these days <laughs> where. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You're in the room. I'm in the room. Zoom away. Well, I recently enjoyed story time. Zoom with... away. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. I, I recently enjoyed story time with uh, yeah. Monty yeah. and Bruce. I listened to the uh, Stardust Ranch audiobook it was fucking awesome oh thank you ah, <laughs> ah, thank you <laughs> i really enjoyed it and it scared the shit out of me and it was fun and yeah it was great but it reminded so, me of a story from my teenage years um back in the day i was uh, i was about 16 i was going to my boyfriend's house and i'm sitting on a a subway train it was minding my own business and i noticed some old woman sitting across from me and she's like really fucking creepy for some reason. And I noticed there's just something off about her eyes. 
And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm thinking, and, I, and my brain just starts going wild. And I think, okay, well, maybe she's reading my mind. And I'm like, okay, I can't let her read my mind. I can't let her in. So I start like, just like jabbering in my mind as crazy madness. <laughs> this old crazy woman is like trying to get in there for some reason. And, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden she just, stands up and bolts off the train and I'm like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) and then later I was thinking about it like did I imagine that whole scenario or like did I psychically blast some poor old woman who was minding her business I was (laughs) I was gonna say that this this grandma went home was like you never would guess what happened on the train today I was just sitting there minding my own business and this young lady started staring at me with daggers (laughs) I, yeah, I either I either fucked up some like alien in disguise or some poor innocent old lady or she you know maybe she was legit trying to read my mind. I don't know, but the book reminded me of that moment because she sort of had completely black eyes. I, yeah, the book also made not me quite sure how to, not quite sure how to take that, Monty. <laughs> she just wasn't homeless. We <laughs> wasn't trying to write a scary book. We weren't trying to scare people. There's an element yeah. of uh, dramatic tension that. Some people might use fear to describe, but I mean, you got over it. Near, well, yeah, actually, yeah, it can be a bit scary now that I think about it. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. I had to go back. That's two years ago. I had to go back to that book. I to- oh, I'm, just, I, I'm glad to have feedback of um, people can understand uh, what I'm saying and it makes sense. And that's not having a go at what's written. It's my interpretation of what's written. So I'm like, oh, good. Because, you know, listening to me for seven and a half hours, I can't do that. It totally made sense. It was great. Oh, good. What did you What did you get from the audiobook? What did you What did you What are some of the things you pulled out of it? Um, that there are some very powerful things in this world that we don't understand, and it made me contemplate, like, how would you actually resolve something like that? Do you just pick up right away and move, which I probably would, or mm-hmm. just stay and fight? Like, and it was a job. Yeah. So would you would you kill kill a bunch of gray aliens and FedEx one to, to Michigan? <laughs> no, no. Well, <laughs> I, would, I would have a hard time killing them. I think. I mean, maybe maybe if it's like a moment of self defense, I'd be like, "Fuck you," you know. But do you, you're not really killing them because once you, you you kill the body, but the consciousness moves back to the hive mind, doesn't it? It's not the death of consciousness when you kill a gray. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to justify in my own head if I kill Instead of to kill a mockingbird, it's to kill a gray. Yeah. Well, with my experience with, uh, well, it wasn't the grays, but they were using the perception filter of grays. Um, I killed one and they sent me back. (laughs) So like, it's probably why the aliens won't talk to me. It's like, that one's cranky. (laughs) There's a little tag on me. It's like, do not disturb. You you think it's like a video game for them? You kill one and they just end up, you know, at the beginning in the regen tank or whatever. Some of them yeah. was like that. Some of them was like mm-hmm. that. But you really you got to realize that gray is not a, a procreating species. It's it's a it's like a car model that That's people really buy and incorporate and, 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 and yeah, become you, corporeal. If you, and, yeah. If you saw the reimagining of Battlestar Galactica in the noughties, uh, it's similar to that where they had six models and they couldn't actually um, replicate. They could just build instead of actually using the but their thing if they had the resurrection ship close enough when the body dies the element of consciousness would go back and they could download into another body cool yeah, yeah. 
You should watch um, Battlestar Galactica. It's awesome. I should. Yeah, Is that the, why the, the new one. And angry because they can't have sex? Just like fucking humans. No, they can. They just can't procreate. I see. I see. Because that's how um, uh, at the start of it, uh, they use their wily ways to um, corrupt the guy Spelter. And so, um, yeah, they, they, they can have sex because they're all, they've got the right bits everywhere. It's just they, they can't um, procreate. Yeah, and Trisha Helfer is amazing on that show, another yes. Canadian. Yes. Oh, she's very easy on the eye, but uh, it's like you forget that because she is a fantastic actress and she yes. got the character as well yeah. because um, it's just not one robot she portrays. She's betraying a whole subsection of robots. And so each one has slightly different uh, personality mm-hmm. type thing. And yeah, it's just watch it and then and, and come back in a uh, month and go, yes, you were right. Because it, it's highly, well, actually, uh, when I um, recommend this show, watch the mini series, the first three hours. And if you like that, keep going. If you don't, don't. Because that that's like the taste test. If you you like that, you'll just plow through the four mm-hmm. seasons. Yeah, and like most people, you'll be slightly disappointed at the end, but it's still good. <laughs> yeah, it it, it, it ends, yeah. but it's yeah. it yeah, it's not yeah. a whimper. There, there there should have been six more episodes, is what it should have been. Yeah, but it's Any- it's fascinating. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Anything else other than scary as a final thought on Stardust Ranch Rainbow? It was really engaging. Like I couldn't stop listening. It was, yeah, Thank just you. like really well laid out and it made a lot of sense and it had a good flow. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. I, I blew um, Bruce's mind. Yeah. The spacing in this is perfect. It's like, yeah, I could tell you a secret right now, but thank you. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, um, obviously it's a great script. So um. I was curious about your recording process. Did, did you just do that in your home kind of thing? And this microphone into yeah. this computer Not bad. using um, I've got a Mac and I just use logic uh, logic pro uh, 10 or X. So mm-hmm. like um, a fancy garage garage band could have done the same thing. So that's basically it. Uh, very, very simple. Just effort, read. Lots of effort. Well, there is effort as well because yeah. um, I'm not in a soundproof booth, and so you know <laughs> I would have to pause as the car drove by. <laughs> I, re- I remember motivating Monty early on. You could do it. He's like, I don't know. These cars are everywhere. Do it at night. They're still <laughs> out there driving. <laughs> so yeah, I would do it. Oh, that's a perfect line. And then in the background, Scoffy. Meow. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, fucking stupid, fucking. <laughs> but it was good. It was good. Uh, and well, you've heard the the end result, so um, yeah. it, it could take like um, a chapter that's fifteen minutes long. It would take me five hours to edit. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. However, the the good thing about this type of stuff is um, you chip away at it. It's not like I learn Hamlet and have to do it every night. It's <laughs> um, chapter four is finished. It's going on the shelf. I'm sending it to Bruce, and if I hear nothing back from Bruce. It's gone on the fucking internet and now it's being sold. <laughs> it's bang, done that. Living in the past now if I go back. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if you just sort of had to read the whole thing first just to absorb it. And then like once you had well, yeah, of it. Yeah, uh, I, I read, I, I bought the book and read the book. And then I did my interview with Bruce and John, which is on my YouTube channel. 
which is kind of uh, uh, semi-popular because it's Bruce and John. And then um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I read. Then um, Bruce sent me a PDF of the book. I don't think I read the read at all, but I tried to read the chapters beforehand just to remember myself, uh, remind myself. And so I didn't have to pause because there was a, a different recording style then. Um, it was a good experience because um, I know how I, I do it slightly quicker in the actual said recording of it. Cause so, you know, yeah, I learned stuff, but yeah. So I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll bring you up to speed. I'll bring you up to August 20th and the life and times of uh, Stardust Ranch, the incredible true story rainbow. So it, it, it appears as though John Edmonds and the ranch are going to be the subject of an experiment conducted by Harvard Medical School and other private sector scientists, PhDs, one, one of whom has a degree in medical physics. They want to measure um, electromagnetic waves in and around the ranch, a gamma rays. So there's, uh, the, the interest in Stardust Ranch goes on and on and on and on. And it's, it's a lot's happened since the book came out. And... Um, you know, it's a quite a roller coaster ride for John Edmonds. He had um, um, a health issue. Of, what was it now, Andrew? About six weeks ago, two two months, six weeks ago. But he's he's in a wheelchair now, and he'll he'll be in rehabilitation for some time, months if not a year, and um, needs multiple operations as a result of an accident on the ranch where an artery in his chest uh, between his stomach and his his heart exploded and he had to get to the hospital. And um, so there's a lot going on. And uh, at the same time, there's a lot of renewed focus, um, you know, some, some uh, film and television producer people have been talking to us. So that life, that book has a kind of half-life that just keeps going and going and going. So it was really fun to write. And thank you for, um, thank you for listening to it, reading it uh, through Monty's brilliant audio book. Love oh yeah, my pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Marlon, thanks, thanks, thanks a lot for calling in. Let's let's get to the next caller before we end the show. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank thanks you. a lot for calling in. All right, uh, Robert, time to flip that coin because there's only two people with their hands raised. So. <laughs> okay, Lisa, you're next. Hello. Hello, Hello, Lisa. Are you there? Where are you calling from? Um, just in the Houston area of Texas. Oh, nice. A land of freedom. Yeah, very free where I'm at and uh, quite steamy. So it's easy to be apathetic. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm coming. I'm like, it, it doesn't rule your life, but it really, uh, in, it's in the background. I'm like, fuck a top. <laughs> <laughs> well, the benefit, though, is it does force you to slow down, which I think we all need to, because the speed up is really, uh, really dizzying. Yes. Yeah. The, there's that. Um... Yeah, Australians are lazy. Well, you try and live in 38 degree heat all the time. <laughs> well, Celsius. and what is it? Is it humid there too? Depending on what part of the country. I mean, uh, Australia is slightly bigger than the continental United States. So, like um, Houston, uh, see, that, that would be sort of Darwin esque. Uh, Queensland, Gold Coast is very Florida, but I'm. Not, uh, I'm kind of near Seattle, you know, you know, I'm being very loose with terms here. So no one pick me, it's not the same, but it's, <laughs> it, it, uh, it's like a, uh, 3000 kilometers, which is what? 1500 miles. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, from Perth to Sydney or 4,000 or something like that. So, yeah, Perth to Sydney can be uh, LA to New York, I think. I think that's yeah. how it works. Well, we woke up with, um, I don't know, it was around 79 degrees and the dew point was around 81. So the humidity was 95% and it was, you know, basically you get fog and then it all rains or I'm sorry, raises and then the clouds form and then it all dumps back down and then rinse and repeat. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I get that. But um, one of the things I wanted to bring up because we talk about so many stories and especially on this show, uh, movies and all these stories, but it kind of just, I guess it reminds me of childhood when, you know, you go to your parent and you start asking questions or, you know, tell me a story before bed, all that stuff. And one, one I remember asking my father was what are belly buttons for? And mm. my father, not being the literal person, cause he does like to use comedy and he likes to teach through, you know, that kind of thing. Um, he ended up saying, well, the belly button is where you put the salt. And of course, <laughs> I'm thinking, scratching my head. Well, wait a minute. Why would I put salt in my belly button? He goes, well, for the celery, of course. And I was, <laughs> what? I get it to dip the celery. Well, why would you dip celery in salt in your belly button? Now, it seems, you know, like a silly little story, but that silly little story stuck with me into adulthood <laughs> that and makes so sense, yeah. it just got me thinking of all these stories that we're telling and it could be what andrew's talking about with a lot of the alien races and inner earth stuff and you know the stories the galactic history stories or it could be the stories the government telling us and what we should do because it's for the greater good or it could be the stories we tell ourselves because we're working off of all these, you know, stories, programs, whatever that we've been told. And it just, it just got me thinking about how funny it is that we continue to buy all these stories and just get sucked into all these stories. So yesterday's show, I kept I, saying, I got your stories. I got your stories here because we all have our stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even uh, like uh, this is saying like in conspiracy world, like, I heard this story. If it's, I don't know if it's true, but it's a good story. You know, it, it, uh, you, metaphor and myth, which uh, I know Bruce and Andrew get into in um, the the book, uh, because most myth, uh, there's hardly any myth that's made up completely. There's always some type of base in reality. Like you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's video out there now of a, a woman twerking on a duck. And I just and I I I, I just commented it was like oh fuck Zeus Zeus is back because you know, <laughs> that duck the duck, duck didn't attack that woman yeah I know the duck was a very very um calm and collective but it's um, you know like you know, the um, duck was enjoying I, the show yeah exactly <laughs> I'm sure it was Zeus because you know all these women got pregnant oh um Zeus came down a, as a pig or a bull it's like bitch you've been fucking. <laughs> <laughs> duck duck goose exactly. yeah oh you <laughs> slut <laughs> oh boy well so, yeah anyway, there's elements that's... of uh yeah myth as well as uh like uh by watching movies you, you can't you don't live your life through movies but by seeing the stories 
you can um, connect to a story of like, oh, so that's what it's like to be uh, a black slave in 1835 and you escape. You don't actually have to become in, be entrenched in slavery and try and survive um, from the bloodhounds. But you, you have that kind of connection um, in the holographic aspect of like, oh, okay, it, uh, that's what it's like. And uh, your reactions to watching the movie or whatever is yours yourself. But, you, you know, we don't, um, as the example is Bashar, not the leader of Syria. Uh, everyone saw the movie 2012. <laughs> And gone, well, this movie's shit house. And they chose on a soul point that there won't be uh, a pole flip. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay. So that's a pole flip. No, no, we won't do that. Well, I mean, we also relate to characters because it taps into something deep hmm. within our own experience, whether it's this lifetime or different. And yeah. when you watch the story, like your example of the, the person who is enslaved and break free. I mean, you know, we've all been, I mean, I don't know, maybe Andrew, you can confirm or deny this, but we've all been enslaved as whether it be, you know, a person of color in a, you know, particular situation, kind of, we've all been, you know, in war, you know, killing others. We've all raped. We've all been raped, you know, in our, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime we've acquired all of the same traumas all of the same drama dramedies um we've experienced that all and the history as we talk about and you guys talk about rinse and repeat it keeps repeating itself uh because because why because we keep attaching ourselves this is who we are this is our story and you must understand my story well, we all understand each other's story. We just have to start coming to terms that we've all lived the story over and over. And then it comes back around to, are we getting tired of this? You yeah, know, the, but because you forget every time. Man. No, because you yeah. forget every time. Yeah, we forget every time. And we forget that we actually chose to come here knowing that we would be forced to forget. And part of the and, great remembering is remembering what we forgot. And all the times you're like, fuck, why are we doing this again? Yeah. And, and, then, then, it's, and then it's like, I, I, I love that we're going to make sure we never forget again. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, and then I think of that little kid in, um, uh, shoot the Fockers. Asshole. <laughs> like, like, Oh my God, you asshole. I can't believe you chose to do this again. And then of course we get someone like Andrew and then adventures into reality. And yeah, Andrew, I was wondering, can you tell me my purpose? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> You're right. Well, that's my thing. That's my point is it's like, well, if we can't figure out our own purpose by figuring out that we've all been through this all before and we keep putting ourselves through it, it's like we're choosing this revolving door. And then we turn around and get upset when somebody, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Avatar, stops and then, and then makes and us then walk the, into the door. Right. And then there's the temper tantrum happens. Why am yeah. I a slave here? I don't want to be a slave. I want to leave. This isn't my home. I don't belong here. Yeah, I want to go home. I want to be going home. So you've been here 30 years, 30 million years. This is kind of your home. <laughs> and, and then and then we go as far as to say, well, I have choice. I have the freedom of a vote. I'm going to pick my person that I want to lead me unbeknownst to me. They're leading me down the I I give know, fill consent. in the blank. 
Uh, yeah, I give consent, but I won't look at the, the fine print of the con- contract that I'm giving consent to. Yep. And, and then we let, let our chosen leaders or our chosen journalists tell us what the story is yeah. and what our part is. <laughs> and, and one of the, the greatest T-shirts that should be made for, for um, Andrew's organization, it's me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's me, Absolutely. isn't it? Yep. It's me, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. Hi, Donald. Thanks, thanks for calling in. We got a couple other callers we want to get to before we end the show. Holy shit, a bunch of people raise their hands. Thanks, guys. Yeah, see, Hi. see what happens when you're nice. Yeah, swine. thanks, Lisa. You inspired some people. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, it was Lisa, not me. But yeah, being nice. Right. Which fuckhead's coming on next? Oh, I mean, sorry, Robert. Please spin up the wheel of callers and uh, let's continue on with. Yes, uh, Alan, you will get a six D bus pass. You have to get the five D first. Who's our next caller? Ziva Amrita de Pazi something something. <laughs> All right, I'll let Bruce take that. <laughs> Ziva bueno. Amrita de Paz y Amor. Bueno, yeah, see how it rolls. It rolls off the tongue, eh? Como estas? So, what, 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 Buenas what, tardes, todo el mundo. I'm here in the Ecuadorian Amazon. Wow. I am, however, an expat U.S. American. However, Andrew, like you, and I love you, darling, because I grew up, I was born in 1955 to very new immigrants that were named Russian. We actually only have about three drops of Russian blood in the whole bunch. Mm -hmm. I'm the family historian. We have Yakut, Cherimis, Kazakh. We go, we're a big, I'm a... I'm a massive Eurasian mutt. Anyway, having grown up, born in Manhattan, baby, um, going to Russian Orthodox Church, which, and sometimes when we were not on time for the Russian Orthodox Church, we'd go to the Greek Orthodox Church. On the other level, I was also raised by traditional elders in our immigrant community. Um, I was really, really, really lucky because I was raised by elders who had worked with the Rorics. And even though Nikolai was dead and Elena and her son had moved to India, there was still the art. And I actually got to see some of his art as a little girl in person. Now, I've been living in Ecuador eight and a half years. I am really curious, Andrew, if you can share, you know, you started talking about inner earth. And as you know, down here, we have tunnels that go all the way from Lake Titicaca, at least up to Quito and probably as far up throughout Colombia. So I am really, really curious what you can say about the nasties in the inner earth here in South America. It's a comedy show. (laughs) This is a comedy show. That you gotta save that for another 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 call in. Oh. Oh okay. hell! Sorry, but, but well, you want to laugh? Don't, no, 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 no. Then, it's very then, serious stuff. Then, then, well, good. It's serious stuff, and I will call in for another show where I can ask that. But the comedy show, let me tell you, the comedy show. 
I am sitting here in South America and I'm like in the southernmost province of Ecuador. And I'm watching what's going on with all of my North American friends. And they're freaking me out. These yeah, are Bruce, people- is a, Bruce is in a similar position uh, because I'm sure you and Bruce can walk to each other. Even Robert, all three of you can meet up at a cafe somewhere. It'll be, um, we'll meet at Robert. <laughs> Robert would be in the middle. How about Sunday? There you go. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, made it, Roberts. Uh, however, Bruce, uh, because you, let me, just, you uh, let me just get my saddle back for my brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you're, uh, uh yeah, because you, you, saddle, uh, don't you, you ride bareback? Maybe <laughs> I'm Scythian, I'm Cossack. We ride, I'm Mongol. Bruce, 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 likes it bare, Bruce likes it bareback. Bruce is a barebacker. <laughs> Are you talking about horse riding there, Andrew? Um, anyway, um, that, that was the subject of the conversation, maybe. <laughs> uh, just checking, it's a comedy show. But yeah, uh, Bruce and yourself have uh, that outside point of view of looking in at North America. Weird. So it's am, real weird. I am now. in between. I am in between shaking my head and laughing my ass off because yeah. people who I have known forever, people who. I was an activist with 40, 50 years ago, are so sucked into the propaganda. And all I, I'm like, on one hand, I'm laughing. On the other hand, I'm like, ah, what are we going to do with them? How do we communicate with them? You don't. No. Well, that's until they're, that's until they're that's done having their tactic. temper Not until they're done having their temper tantrum. Baby, want a bottle? Exactly. Oh. So they're done oh. with their temper tantrum. You can't talk to them. Okay. Did you raise oh. kids? Did you raise? Did you raise children? No, darling, I did not. I have okay. not one child. Okay. Have you ever so, tried to talk to a kid in a temper tantrum? It don't work. Oh yes, I have raised. Okay. I was every but okay. You know what? I have a whole shitload of young people who are anywhere from their 30s, 40s, 50s, who still call me their Auntie Mae. Well, good. You're you know, so, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's, I kind of feel like I'm dealing with a bunch of toddlers who were screaming <laughs> and yelling and, ay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what however, all those political, however, just children temper tantruming. The good news is, here in the Amazon, I am in the southernmost promise, province. There are not a lot of gringos here. There are few North Americans, very few. There are a handful of Russians, which is great because I have my Russian family now and we speak Russian and they invite me for like the meals where you want to eat Russian. But in general, I got to say, indigenous people down here in this country is 65% indigenous. Mm-hmm. They all remember when the colonialists arrived 500 years ago and wiped out entire tribes, not just villages, but tribes mm-hmm. with these weird diseases. So people are being cautious, but they're also using what we call ancestral medicine. They're not all that hip to uh, to to the the new pharmaceutical magic of the day. Yeah, that you white know, man's so, magic. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to say, you know, we, yeah, we got the propaganda coming from our government too. And what are we going to do? You know, the last guy, this guy, they weren't put in place by the Ecuadorian people. They were put in place by the multinationals and by North America. So there's plenty of propaganda trying to get everybody to be scared. And just like, you know, I read international news a lot and I got friends in Oz. So I'm very hip to what's going on in Australia. And um, you will certainly appreciate this. I, I, I believe my dear, that every time he posts something on Facebook about what's going on in Australia, in the comments, he puts, a 10 hour loop of circus music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why when people ask, so what's the, what's happening in politics in Australia? I have no fucking idea. They're boring as batshit and dumb as fucking rocks. <laughs> like, so clear me, yeah. Um, you know, like the the uh, Kobe enthusiasm theme, that plays a lot down here when, when politicians are on screen. Maybe just in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Because like it's like really so I mean um, like they they keep pointing out that they're so out of touch. Uh, we've been having um, anti lockdown protests here in Melbourne. You can understand why. However, uh, the the premier, uh, which is the leader of the state here in Victoria, was um, basically saying um, it's wrong, it's illegal. Um, I didn't, uh, I'm very upset with them um, because from his perspective, there's a deadly virus and people getting together is going to uh, continue doing damage. But it, 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 he let slip out, I don't even know what they're protesting. And, and the journalist has gone, uh, you. Well, fair enough, good for them. It's like, really, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 12, 12 months into a lockdown and they're protesting and you you don't know what they're protesting about. How out of touch are you? And, and Biden did the same thing with um, that, that interview, what, uh, three days ago or something like that. Um, so, Mr. President, what do you think about um, those people that are falling off the planes? And his response, oh, that was two or three days ago. So remember that when you're in a court of law, um, you know, I, yeah, you're a serial killer. Was, but Your Honor, that was two, three days ago. I mean, you're living in the past, mate. Just calm down. Hi, right, Darwin. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot for calling in, Darwin. We got a couple other calls we want to get to. Thank you for the call. All right, Robert. Go ahead, I'm Pontus. here. <laughs> signal, signal Robert to do his thing. Hello. Do your thing. <laughs> Sam Boomer, Sam Boomer. Ooh. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Can you hear me? Yes. Good. Where are you calling yeah. from? Uh, Manchester, England. Ooh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Another brave soul. <laughs> I just say that yeah. for anyone nowadays. How is the UK these days? Because uh, I've got some friends there and it, it seems a bit nutty that that government is, well, not nutty good like macadamias or cashews. Crazy yeah. is what he means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we also got, I'm completely detached from all the, that narrative. Um, oh, good. Good work. I'm just so in my own little bubble. Um, I'm just doing my own little thing, living my own little hermit life. I'm in the Winchester until it all blows over. 
Um, that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, and, if, and I'm similar. And uh, like, I'm aware of you know all this stuff, and I wear a mask so I don't get fined. But apart from that, I'm doing better than I did two years ago. So um, I've improved. Yeah, it, it, it at the hermit life for me. Um, we should meet up at the next Hermits Unite meeting. That's in three years. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> but as Andrew and David Ellis have pointed out, you know, um, COVID is the gift that keeps on giving if you look from it from the right perspective and you can see how it is unfolding. Where, uh, like you saw last year, where they went into lockdown and because people weren't didn't have a 40-year, a 40-month, sorry, 40-hour week job to distract them the they completed you know netflix um pornhub they started uh growing vegetables they started looking at all the documentaries a lot of people uh wised up to what's going on so it's um it's one of those things in the middle of it it kind of sucks but once it ends we can see it this kind of uh a golden age a mini golden age once we're out of it Oh, yeah, totally. Like, the past two... Well, since lockdown happened, I just kind of went re- so deep inside. Uh, I don't want to get too serious, uh, but just to, just to respond to what you were saying, yeah, completely echo that. Just, like, just mm. been really doubling down on the inner work and doing all that business. Well, the reason, we can bring in some comments. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna, I was, the, I was... <laughs> the, the reason I've actually called up, right, not been keeping up with most of today's show, but I was listening to last sorry the show from two weeks ago. You know the swearing show. Fuck yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. And I was really inspired to hear that material again because I actually heard the original show that Andrew did with uh, when whenever it was last year during the summer solstice. And those revocations were fucking awesome. They were really, really fucking cool. And. I really enjoyed, I don't know what the name of the guy was. Um, the guy who did the um, the rap revocation. Yeah, the last one, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was mm-hmm. just so fucking badass. Like, I enjoyed revisiting that so much. It was such a nice surprise to hear today. I was just milling about in my kitchen, just kind of having a bit of a break from what I was doing. And it was kind of, it drops and was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it, it breaks up the energy and it's channeling energy. It's a great funnel instead of having that repressed. Thing. I think that was the idea, wasn't it, Andrew, that, um, that you can, yeah, everything could be used positively. So yeah, the whole the whole point was it is how words can motivate you and there are, there were so many people that don't do the revocations because there's an air of seriousness about them that they won't confront. And when you add swear words to something, it takes the air of seriousness away and it allows you to enter that unique flow because motherfucker, this, that, the lizards, this, mm. it's easy to throw the, the the swear words in to keep you in flow. Yeah. And interesting enough, there's a slight irony. Uh, the swear words take out the seriousness, but by putting the swear words in, it comes more intense and more serious at the same time. the person time. speaking it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Can, can I just swear, guys? Yeah. Sure. Um, the reason I called up, is I wanted to share um, a swearing revocation if I could. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually, full disclosure, I actually wrote this last year um, when you set the homework, but I didn't, I've used it a ton in um, fire ceremonies, um, just general, you know, reading it to myself and I've shared it with a few friends. 
and I've had some real fucking fun with it. Um, yeah, so if you don't mind, I'd like to share it. Let, let it rip. All right. I, in the ever-present moment of motherfucking now, open the baddest and most righteous court of spiritual fucking equity that all you cunts in the process of forced evolution have known and will ever know. But I am fully present right here, right now, in this moment of ever-present fucking moments to tell you how things are going to be from now on. This is not a conversation. This is not a request. This is not a suggestion or a debate on how things are going to be. This is the statement and reclamation of my I am fucking presence now from the, your non-physical grip of power you perceived you have. This first address is to all you brothers and sisters and any other non-gendered and non-agenda beings of peace and unity. All of my ancestors of the ancient past, present and future, now is the time for you to fucking stand up and prove yourself worthy of being my fucking ancestors for the time of cowering and mediocrity and victimhood is over. It's time for you to step up and be your own fucking compounded standing DNA like body nation of Universal One, operating in a full fucking unified expression and co-creative fucking force of this standing DNA like body nation, so we can fuck off these losers, freeloaders, and spiritual groupies, harvesting all of our energy, using the infinite fucking fractality of our divine sauce stream fuck you energy to get them the fuck out of here, so we can once again enjoy the peace of our sovereign I am fucking selves now. Step up and be a fucking signature frequency match for fuck's sake or else call yourself an ancestor of mine no more. It's time for you to make your choice because the consciousness strike field is now in full effect. So to all you self-supposed and appointed fuckers of the great dream time denial and all you pricks who are too blind to fucking see what is going on for your task complicity, here is a reality check for you. Get fucked. Seriously, fuck right off out of my sacred space do not dare court my divinity of your holy ship moments of manipulated religious ideologies of false light, false hope, and engendered prejudice designed to pervert and divide the human race into factions you can play off against one another. We will accept this fucking bullshit no more, for we recognize what you have done, are doing, and see how fucking stupid you think we are, that we'll let this perversion continue on any longer than it already has. I do not bow to your collective. I do not even recognize your collective to the extent I would offer you my pity because I pity the fool for they know not what they do. But you and all you fucking cunts who dare challenge, take advantage and pervert the peacemaker's good nature, you act in full knowingness of what you do. There is no fucking pity for you. No remuneration or the sanctity of second chances. You've fucked with too many worlds. Too many I am's, collectives and lineages for that to be on the table right now. So fuck you. In this moment of ever-present fucking moments, it's time for you to, it's time for your wake-up call. It's been 53 million years in the making. We're now kicking you to the galactic and universal curb. That's all you and your collectives are. Galactic curb crawlers, leeching off the life force of those who only wish to live peaceful and selfless lives. And yet even that is too much of a compliment. For there is not even an exchange of value of the life force you tacitly extract from us that can com communicate the complete fuckness of your being. Do you understand? There is no container, no words, phrases, metaphors, or abstract symbolism that will do this. Your borrowing from me is over, you cunt-faced piece of shit. 
all fuckery now and forevermore is seen in the unseen layers. It is voided, nullified, revoked and rebuked in this almighty co-creative power of all power takebacks. Who the fuck do you think you are? You're nothing more than self-righteous scum who feel entitled to mix and match me with my soul families to sabotage my life walk and soul's journey? What the actual fuck gives you this right? Well, in any case, it matters no more because what you couldn't predict with this I am slipping through the grid and putting all of my pieces parts back together in perfect fucking synchronicity to arrive in this now moment to knock the sacred neutral fuck out of you and all your fucking collectives. Know this, we'll stand for your fraud time bullshit no more and I'll personally take that fucking archon grid of yours, entangle it around your multidimensional neck and drag you back to the great galactic central zone for recyclement myself. We'll uncreate the living shit out of you so hard, it'll reverberate across all time streams, galaxies, and universes. Be under no illusion. The game is over on all layers of multidimensional reality, and no sentient life force will acknowledge your blatant fuckery as you pass out of this density and back to square one on the celestial game of snicks and ladders you set up only for your amusement and service to self. You are not my master or even my peer, at this stage of our collective and individual evolution, your perversion of the concept of oneness will not grant you any mercy. You will not gaslight your way out of this one, fuckers. Your spiritual narcissism ends right here, right now. And so this is it. The final rebuke and rebuttal of all your parasitic tendencies. Yet, do not mistake this as unjust polarity or lack of control you can use to extract harvestable lives. <laughs> For I am the sacred fucking neutral chief of my own dominion. And in this consciousness track field now are all of my rainbow warrior brethren who have taken up the mantle of responsibility to be on this full fucking union and communion consciousness strike. All of my soul family, past, present and future I am's, soul shards, avatars, standing light body DNA nations, earth mother, celestial beings and even prime creator itself. We are all standing here as one collective no time voice speaking in the fullness of our fuck off energy telling you that your fraud time joyride is over, but this is the intervention of all galactic and universal interve interventions. Make no fucking mistake. The choice has been made and your recyclement scheduled. The iconic noose you abusers with has been fashioned into the leash we'll use to drag your ass all the way back to source. For if you did not choose to abuse us in the way that you have, you would not have created the potential for this choice. The choice of get fucked and get out of here. You would not have become a match for this most poetic of poetic fucking justices. Dragged back to source, entangled in your own matrix of choice point perversion. So be gone. Off you fuck back to source for your reassignment. Your unsolvent self is about to get schooled in universal etiquette. Enjoy your celestial lobotomy, you fuckers. Your entitled hierarchical tantrums are fooling no one. Get the fuck out and do not dare bring the polarity of perversion into any future time stream galaxy or universe in which I operate as a signature frequency fucking being of light for now and forevermore. You have been served, and so it is, as I am now. Aho. Awesome. Nice. Fucking yeah, awesome. Celestial lobotomy. Fucking awesome line. I would like to see a uh, classroom of eight-year-olds reciting that. <laughs> at the Olympic Olympics opening ceremony. <laughs> <It> just fucking... 
I just I had that image. I don't know if some uh, if, uh, other entities in the galaxy were following along, but like, as you were speaking, I could hear a chorus, just you know, angry uh, English kids as well. Fucking, you know, fucking, I know. <laughs> Yeah, how, how fun was that for you to write? I had such an unbelievable time writing that. I was like, I listened to that show originally uh, last mm-hmm. year, and um, I was just really super high frequency that day. I always remember it was Friday, and that was just one of those days where I was just on it all day. I'm just like, I heard, I heard your homework, and you know when some, something just clicks inside you, it's like I had to do that right this second, mm-hmm. and I did. I, it went through like. Uh, about three, four, five drafts. It's constantly revising, 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 trying to get the word order right. Uh, slipped up a few times there, but um, yeah, it took me a while to get my tongue around it because it's so dense with those mm-hmm. uh, one-liners. The yeah, the one-liners was followed up by the swear words, and it's that swear that kept you motivated to to follow through at that super high frequency because it was the permission slip to enter the high high level of creativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I had people do that homework because it's your permission slip for high creativity. You know, and then it's funny you share it with some other people in ceremony. And, you know, <laughs> ceremony doesn't always have to be super serious shit. Sometimes you need these revocations to motivate your ass to the next level. Oh, I can tell you, Andrew, like the first time I used it um, during winter solstice last year, um, when it was like gathering a set of revocations to use, while well, the fire was kind of like what heating up, I would use this as kind of like a warm-up revocation. Mm-hmm. And there were times when the wind was going a bit and the fire wouldn't take. Um, in fact, it was the very first time I think I used it. I, I got about a minute in, and within a minute, the fire was already lit. It was that kind of powerful. The, lit, Damn, the revocation just good. lit the that's, fucking that's fire. That's good shit. Yeah, it just lit it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, everybody absolutely loves it, man. So I got another question. So... The journey of writing this, what did you really learn about yourself? Um, it was a year ago now. It's kind of hard to place myself back in that time. No, no, no. Up to today. What have you learned about this? What, is this, what does it do for you? What do you learn about it? Um, it's, it's kind of like a full embodiment teaching. It's kind of like uh, recently in my meditations, I've been kind of getting into something like the, the full body breath when, I, when I'm meditating. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like that. It's kind of like the full body um, reprisal and full body kind of expression of kind of linguistical alchemy um, mm-hmm. in a way that's kind of uncensored, obviously it can't stay in the office, um, kind of just coming from a very, very primal, visceral place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's what that raw, That's that raw, unhindered, unfettered creativity. Yeah. Yeah, the feral part of you that's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a really, really interesting thing to see people react to as well when I've shared it with friends. Um, Yeah. And the British accent just makes them fucking perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I know there are a couple other cute, cute British swearing lines that only other British people would understand. You might want to consider throwing a couple of those in. You know, like tosser and and in some of the other ones. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say yeah. if, if you if you choose to, you could do a, a rewrite. Is uh, what I've done. Uh, I haven't done it yet, but I've prepared for it. Is you write down every swear word you know, uh, and uh, and saying, and just mix it all in. You know, tosser, wanker. Um, you know, um, 
twat waffle and you know be be very creative about it and because uh i know uh where you're coming from you know saying fucking all the time is very but i i don't know maybe it's a stand-up comics like oh you got to keep the audience um engaged a bit more and if you choose to of course you don't have to you can ignore everything i'm saying but you could do a rewrite and just bump up all the swearing and make it more exciting um just not exciting but uh just more different and um instead of yeah and instead of instead of repeating this repeating the same phrase uh you just make it more uh exciting in that respect and you'll get laughs out of it because um just the way you say certain things like um john cleese said i when i caught my kids swearing i wasn't upset they were swearing i was upset because they weren't being imaginative (laughs) and the other thing sometimes when you go back to that word fucking over and over again it amplifies the energy in you so it's a careful use of repetition as versus the next level of the colloquial where you're trying to truly be intricate with your word alchemy to make it up to make it a point because that rap one he had some uh, he had some unique ones where were ass licking you know just some unique things that that just puts the negatives into their into their place, and then then Gabriel, the first guy that did his too, outstanding material, outstanding material. Yeah, I think um, stylistically, like the, I'd lean more into semantics and kind of the actual word order and playing with the voice. You know, kind of leading more into like the passive rather than the active voice, and kind of making those little subtle switches where you kind of get those. You know, like when you read books in translation and the English has kind of got this very unique magical quality about it because it's come from another language. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, that's what I would see. I would want to kind of do with that, like use that kind of flowiness that comes from um, yeah. English in translation. Well, you could always put it into Google Translate into Spanish and then try to translate it back into English. Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of my goals is to learn Spanish but keep my Australian accent just to piss everyone off. El momento, por favor. Just going to really great people the wrong way. <laughs> All right, Sam. Thanks a lot for calling in and sharing Thank that you, outstanding Sam. swear revocation, man. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for having us on. Cheers, guys. See you later. Cheers. 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 All right, guys. We are, at the end of, we are at the end of the show. Montessori's giveaway for people to get a hold of you. Uh, just uh, search engine Wafer Thin Entertainment and you'll find me on uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube is the main channel, also on Rumble and Odyssey. So um, because of the fear of internet censorship, I'm on 17 fucking platforms. So you should be able to find me. That's my point. And or uh, just Monty Dean and you should be able to find something of me, but wafer thin entertainment. And of course, if you want to listen to me for seven and a half hours, I've done the audio book for Stardust Ranch. So by uh, purchasing a copy, uh, Bruce can buy a cup of coffee and I can pay rent. So everyone wins. Yeah. You give the whole Bruce, title though, Monty. Yeah. Bruce, oh, yeah. So yeah, just, people. so I'm, I'm Prince. I'm principally a writer. I do a bit of radio, but I have, uh, I have my books up on, um, on Amazon there. And um, if you're in, I mean, if you're listening to Andrew, I would say, I mean, obviously get the Galactic Historian, um, the world according to Andrew Bartzis, but also you might want to take a look at Stardust Ranch, the incredible true story. Remember the full title, Monty, or you'll send people on a Google goose chase for three days. 
Just Google oh, yeah. Stardust Ranch sometime. It's like 88 pages. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Stardust Ranch, so, the incredible yeah. true story. And if you can get condense them into initials, it's Stardust Ranch tits. <laughs> it's tits. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he thought about that. That wasn't that wasn't an inspiration moment. He thought about that. <laughs> no, I discovered that when I was doing the book. So like, I'll just condense this. The it's- incredible true tits oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, you know who I am. You can go to my website, andrewbartzels.com, catch me on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and anywhere else. If you are so inclined that you want to read a physical book and you're not one of those bitchy, moany whiners that only wants an EPUB to be read to you, you can go and buy The Galactic Historian, The World According to Andrew Bartzels on Amazon.com as a physical in your hands read. There will be an ebook that comes out, but it shall not come out till next year. Yes, I am intentionally putting it out as a book on purpose for you people that are out there. Now, the next thing is we will be back in two Fridays from now where we'll have another comedy show and I'm going to give homework <gasps> to anyone that was listening. It's time for you to come up with a swear revocation. Mm-hmm. You have been served, bitches. <laughs> The bar has been set. Okay? The bar has been set. And if you want to um, make it even more interesting, do a swearing revocation and then do a clean version of that swearing revocation. And I'll give you an example. Instead of saying motherfucker, it's mother lover. Mother or fudge packer. Yep. You know what I mean? swearing uh, Swearing revocation, but for polite society. That, I, I would find that fascinating. And if you've already done the, the the thing, if you've already done it, you can do it again for extra credit. Ah. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, do a re- You're a different person now than you were then. So, you know, just do exactly. a quick rewrite and, um, you know, twaffle waffle. That's a nice cockwomble. Cockwomble's a very English one. You can add that. Mm-hmm. Twat, mm-hmm. twat, and cunt, and all those others. All right, everyone. Let's catch you not this coming. We'll catch you on two Fridays for the next comedy show. All right, Robert, take us away. different bubble of reality is true. A galactic historian is a person that looks at all the lines of dramatic karma. Nudge, nudge. It's the holy grail. Improvise. Mysterious. It's counter psychic intelligence. Why is DNA farming of this dark luster so important? Because we do manifest our reality. We do create our reality. Hello, let's create, let's co-create, and let's change this world with love. No matter if you're from Alpha Centauri or Earth, we all began with the same birthing process. We live in a limited point of view. Living the mystical life daily is about striving for the unlimited point of view. Each day, each human being gets an infinite amount of choices. 
living the mystical life daily is about facing obstacles and challenges. The level of awareness that you are working at means you have a responsibility to be equal with it. How does one truly let go of expectation? You can make the moment that you wake up to the moment you go to sleep sacred. The keys to success, choice, 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 and choice.